The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. This evening on 97.5 Glory FM, but Friday Night Football in North Georgia, it's a key region, a Quinte battle, which basically is for the playoffs as the Fire Branch Falcons, two and two on the season region play, take on the Loganville Red Devils, who are two and three going in to this evening's ball game. It's the last game of the regular season for the Red Devils and for Flower Branch. They're looking to clinch a berth in the state playoffs with a victory this evening. It is Jason Tester's Flyer Branch Falcons playing at home on senior night as they go up against the Loganville Red Devils of Coach Gene Cathcart. It's playoff action in a sense coming up this evening in week number 11 of the high school football season. And it's time to kick things off with the Longstreet Cafe pregame show here on 97.5 Glory FM. And our broadcast kicks off now. 97.5 Glory FM. WGTJ Radio presents Friday Night Football in North Georgia. Welcome to the countdown to kickoff of tonight's game with the Longstreet Cafe pregame show. Let's go to the field for tonight's game on 97.5 Glory FM. Well, here we are in the final Friday of the month of October, getting ready for the last week of the regular season. Next Friday, as playoff time descends for the Flyer Branch Falcons. If they win, they clinch a berth in the upcoming Class Quinte State playoffs. If they lose, it all comes down to next week, and they're going to play next Thursday. I've just been told a few minutes ago they're going to play Heritage of Conyers down in Conyers coming up next Thursday to wrap up the regular season. Hi, everyone, along with Joe Gailey, Gary Glenn, Ron Poole, our senior producer, Nathan Laddie. I'm Mike Warford, live from Falcon Field. First time here this season we get a chance to talk with Coach Jason Tester during game plan and also the final score each week. And this one right now, they are 2-2 two and two in region play, 4-4 four and four on the regular season. Well, this is the last game of the season for the Loganville Red Devils, and much different team having Coach Gene Cathcart back in the area. He, remember, he used to coach both Jefferson and Habersham Central, so they had to win tonight to be the number three seed, guys. Yep, they're two and three, Loganville is, and as far as the region, four and five overall, so this is a must win for them. Fire Branch, they need to win tonight and then win again next week to guarantee that spot, but a, a win tonight on senior night would be a huge thing for Coach Jason Tester's team. And you look at the big question mark, and we're still waiting to see. It could be a game-time decision. Do you have your number one running back play in this ball game? He played a little bit in the Jefferson game after having a high ankle sprain. We know about that with the University of Georgia star player having that. He didn't have surgery. He's been going across the street to the Emory Clinic here, which was a great place to have here at Flying Branch. He's been getting treated for the past month. He played in that Jefferson game two weeks ago, tweaked it a little bit, so now he said – how important is this ball game for him to play or you wait till the playoffs in a couple of weeks? Well, Jeremiah Ware has been filling in quite admirably. He's been, he's been averaging 114 yards a game as far as uh, catching the ball. He's averaging uh, 91 and a half yards a game rushing, or he's got 915 yards rushing the ball, so about 10 yards a game, uh, about 100 yards a game. So he's doing rather well so far. And you just hope that Jeremiah can keep up the pace so far. Um, you know, and if, if Josh Oliver, 1,844 passing yards this year, Gary, and you know, you think that uh, if he keeps that up, the pace is going to be one of those nights where they, 
you know, it might have a lot of offense in here tonight. You never know. Well, you know, you got a, a guy that if he has a good night tonight can go over 2,000 yards passing. You got another guy, if he has a good night tonight, he can go over 1,000 yards receiving. I'd say you got a pretty good offense. You do. And then you, you got Brody Hanna on the other side. He's leading the state in passing, over 2,500 yards passing so far this year with 23 touchdowns. So Coach Cathcart's found the found guy that can throw the ball down there in Loganville, and, and he's doing the same so far this year. Well, I, you know, I think Brody is probably leading at least his division. I, I, the kid from Prince Avenue Christian, what's his name, Aaron Philo, mm -hmm. he may be leading the whole state because right. he's he really good. But I, I do think that Ahmed Sauer is leading in the receiving category for all classifications in the state. He's got 1,247 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's so. averaging 139 yards a game, and that's pretty dynamic in high school to be catching it and running it for that many yards a game for sure. Absolutely. And you got a you got potential of having a high-scoring game here tonight. You might. You know, and Malik Dryden, Mike mentioned him, and if Malik can come back and play and play a full game tonight, before he's on the game, he's averaging 92, a little over 92 yards a game. And that's pretty good for a kid that's missed a couple of games, Ron. And if he can come back in and, and run the ball effectively tonight, that'll add a whole other dimension for Flair Branch. It will. And the injuries have kind of hit them a little hard this year. They have, they have. They've hit them hard, especially with Malik beating out, I think. They've had a defender out of two, and I think they're getting everybody back now that's healthy, and that'll help them some. Well, both these teams have lost to Jefferson, and in and, and neither game was it particularly close. So mm -hmm. they, they, we might have a pretty good matchup here tonight, Jim. Very well, maybe. Again, also, also comes down to next week for the number one and two spot in the region. Jefferson goes up against Eastside. That comes up next Friday night for the region's A-Quinte Championship. And where this game will be, the number three seed going into the state playoffs coming up on Friday night, November the 10th. We've got much more for you as we count down to kickoff here from Fly Branch. It's Loganville and Fly Branch on 97.5 Glory FM. We're back in two minutes as we count down to kickoff here on 97.5 Glory FM. Hi, Hope Bunch, the voice of Longstreet Cafe. Mary, did you know Longstreet Cafe supports great programs like FCA? Northeast Georgia FCA is working to see the world transform by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And they do a great job of making their mission work through the E3 strategy of making disciples who make disciples. I remember that from my days in school. Yeah, FCA has been around a while. Hey now, find out more at ghcfca.org. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue when energy efficiency is done right the advantages are dramatic at jackson emc energy efficiency is integrated into every facet of our right choice home program from how it's designed to the way it's constructed saving you money each year on your energy bill 
Talk to a certified Right Choice home builder to learn how energy efficiency is built into every Right Choice home. Right Choice Homes. Energy efficient. Guaranteed. And only from Jackson EMC. Welcome back to the Longstreet Cafe pregame show on 97.5 Glory FM. As we count down to kickoff of the game between Loganville and Flybranch Senior Night, and you saw how really important it has been for these seniors and Coach Jason Tester, who's in his second year as head coach here at Flowery Branch. And you see how his team grew under him in year number two, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he inherited a group of kids a couple of years ago, and he just built on that. You know, Oliver was just coming in as a quarterback because we had Renard in here about before that. And, you know, Josh Oliver, he's a senior this year. He's 18 TD passes, as we mentioned, 1,844 yards passing. And he's uh, he's grew into that and done very well for him this year. Jeremiah Ware has filled in the role of a, of a, of a receiver as well as a running back. Seth Larson, who we've seen in a receiver and tight end. Malik Dryden, you know, if he had a full year of rushing, that'd be something. They're averaging almost 400 yards, well, about 375 yards a game total offense. So they'd love to have at least 400 tonight run so they can keep more of that. I think they'd give them a good chance in that defense, hold up and, and stick them pretty good, maybe keep uh, Loganville off kilter somewhat tonight. Well, that's what that's really what they've got to do is try to keep them. you got to kind of keep them on their heels uh, because both of these teams can uh, have been known to score a few points. And like I said, they may light up the scoreboard tonight. Well, you look at points uh, the, this year. Points in favor. Points the teams have scored this year. Flair Branch has scored 243. Loganville has scored 253. Red Devils have given up 310. And Flair Branch has a distinct advantage. They've only given up 219. The defensive for Loganville is averaging, they're giving up 44 points per game in region games. Flair Branch is scoring 33 and a half games on off, 33 and a half points per game on offense. So hopefully that'll all set and they can get that 44 against Loganville tonight and hold Loganville's offense. And Joe, yeah. with that too, there was three games in particular that the Branch gave up a lot of points, mm-hmm. beating Jefferson, of course, yep. Eastside, and Clark Central in those ball games. Yep. They yeah, gave up a lot of points, and, you know, that, those games that, that uh, just met against really tough team. Jefferson, as we know, is, is the leader in that area uh, in their division, and, and they're really, really good. Uh, Eastside's got a good program going on this year, and so it's uh, it's going to be a going to be could be a shootout tonight. You never know because we said it might be a shootout a couple times this year, and it's wound up being a defensive battle. But uh, tonight really could be a shootout. You never know. The way the, way the teams are scoring for us. Yeah, we're getting closer to getting to the – Toss the coin here, and we'll have that here in just a little bit to get closer to the kickoff. I say this jokingly. The Loganville coaches are sitting in front of us, so I hope not to say anything that they can make them mad tonight. I don't think I will. They'll probably be paying attention to the game. Well, I hope we got some fans out. <laughs> well, they'll have the headphones on, and they, they'll have their phones they will, on, too. They, I guarantee you, if it's like any coaches I ever played for, they're laser-focused. <laughs> exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think we, we, call it, we call it pretty much straight. I mean, I think we, we, we lean toward but, you know, I, do a pretty good job of that. Yep, I think we do, Gary. Again, we got some people down, thankfully, in, in Walton County tuned into our broadcast this evening. Welcome you. And you think about it, they've got four public high schools there mm-hmm. in Walton County. They've got two private schools there in the county also. You see how they continue to grow there yeah. in, in that local area down in Walton County. Well, Jamie Johnson, recreation director down in, in Walton County area, been there for quite some time. Jamie and I have been friends for a long time, and he's leading a good program. And they've actually – 
the, the Walton County area, the different schools have joined the North Georgia Youth Football League, which we used to be a part of years ago. And it just to keep expanding. And I was teasing, teasing Roy, my buddy up in Raven County. I said, if they keep, you keep extending down towards I-20, you're going to wind up being the North <laughs> the North Football League. It's <laughs> interesting, too, Joe. You know, there are three schools in Hall County playing teams in Walton County tonight. This game here with Loganville Flyer Branch, You've got Riverside Prep playing Loganville Christian, mm-hmm. and then also you got Lakeview Academy playing George Walton Academy tonight. And that, that'll be a tough game, man, for for Coach Campbell right, Coleman right there. That uh, yep. George Walton is tremendous. They, they've always yeah, got a yeah, good they, program. They, they're solid yeah. program. The uh, the on defensive you got Carter Jackson, Frank Perez for Flair Branch with the leaders. Uh, one of the all name teams right here. We can add him to our list, Gary Boulder Barrett. Boulder Barrett is a, is a linebacker for Loganville. He averages about six. They got three guys, him and Luke Culberson and Bryce Ginsky, that average six tackles a game. So they're going to be active. What a name for a linebacker. Boulder. Exactly. I mean, I, you, you couldn't have planned Exactly. That's, a, that's some good. We've got some good all-name teams. We're going to have to start keeping up that. I think I'll start that. All-name team. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, Flower Branch does lead this series. Uh, they double them up. They're 6-3, but Loganville did win last year, 31-22. And I think, if I read correctly, Loganville's won four out of the last five. And this season, this uh, rivalry or this game only started back in 2011. But what I like, Joe, about this series, and this season, you know, Coach Tester got a lot of criticism from other media sources besides us community after they started out the season those losses, especially that loss to Stevens County. Yep. They lost that game, oh, here you go again, that kind of thing. And these guys were in the locker room really getting together. They have played some outstanding football. They gave a Clark Central they, they won. They gave the loss in overtime to Eastside. They could have won that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. They're going to have, I think, a good game, I think, tonight. Well, as it turns out, Stevens County has turned out to be a pretty good little football team. Yeah, they turned out to be a very good football yeah. team. So the, the, the coach up there is bringing them back into the old Indian tradition up there in Stevens County. So, you know, that, that wasn't a fluke this year. And Stevens County has got a pretty good little football team again. So, you know, that, that's a – and that's a – when you start off a good team in the season, that kind of gets you molded for the rest of the season. You kind of see what you got to go against, and you can look back at that film and say, "Okay, yeah, this is what we missed. We got to do better here." But you start spoiling fans. You go two and zero, start the season wins against the Cater in, yeah. in, in South uh, Saint Pius. Then all of a sudden, boom, you get hit in the face, and then it's like, "Okay, <laughs> then those two close games with Eastside and Clark Central." Now let's see how you're two and two in the region, but a chance to go to the playoffs. A lot of people didn't put them in the playoff race. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, that's why I think it's going to be. We might see, fellas, uh, one of those smash mouth games, Ron. You never can tell. Well, that, it, that could turn out to be a defensive both te- fight. Both, but both teams fight for this playoffs, but okay. we might see that tonight. Well, you're talking about defense. I was, I was telling a couple people. Gary, you may remember this, Ron. You may remember this. We, we broadcast a game here a few years ago. I forgot who coached Loganville back in those days. But they, they just dared. I think it was back when Chris Griffin was coaching here. They dared Flyer Brands to do anything. They lined up all 11 men yep. on defense straight up and down the line. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they put yep. 10 in the box. 10 in the box. Yep. Well, one thing is might be a little bit unusual here. Loganville's going to be on this side. Uh, well, I thought I saw the, saw the yeah, guys yeah, from Flyer Brands on the other yeah. side when we got here. So. Well, yeah, they may, they may have been doing that all year. This is the first time we've been here exactly. this year. Exactly. It's the first time we've been here this year. So. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll we'll meander over to the other side and um, well you know you know some teams some teams uh-huh. especially coaches prefer to be over there just because of what could be uh, your wife's stands. The, well yeah, you exactly. want to put you want to put the other team near the noise exactly yep. and that might be a better excuse right there Ron instead of being have your guys all consumed and you see it's senior night a lot of other distractions going on here and you got you got a beautiful night for it that's for sure and look at the games of the region tonight. You have Clark Central with a night off. 
You've got Jefferson taking over Heritage, which will be the opponent of Firebrands next Thursday. Then you've got Eastside in Windabara. They're playing, of course, the Eagles and the Dragons. Already clinched the top two spots. They'll play for the recent title next week, which should be a great ball game. And then you've got this one with the Brants going down to Heritage on Thursday. So you see how big this one is here. Possibly playing your last game here at home this season. Exactly. I mean, these turnaround, these, these Thursday ball games, got to be tough on these guys, Ron, especially if they played the Friday before because that's one day less of preparation. Yeah. When North Hall mm-hmm. went down to Cedar Shoals and pulled off a big win last night. And yeah, West they Hall did. And that was a big win for North Hall. Put for them, them in the playoffs, yep, I believe. Yeah, they're guaranteed a playoff spot now, so that, that helps them. So. And we'll have their game coming up on November the 11th. we got this game coming up in about 10 minutes. Stay tuned. We've got much more for you here on the Long Street Cafe pregame show on 97.5 Glory FM. Give me an L, give me an O, give me an N. Hope Bunch, the voice of Longstreet Cafe, what you doing? I'm putting our cheer together for our tailgate season. Whether you're taking our home-cooked favorites to the game or eating with us afterwards, we've got something for everyone. So what can I do to help? Glad you asked, Mary. I need you to take care of our mascots. No, 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 wait. Thanks, Mary. And they'll need to stay at Cheer House, too. <sighs> she did it to me again. Longstreet Cafe with two Gainesville locations. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Dear Lord, we come to you this evening on behalf of all of our athletes, coaches, students, administrators, and fans of every school in this great area of ours. God, we ask that you would protect each one involved in our contest tonight, keeping them from injury. And it's our prayer that whatever's done tonight, whether it's coaching, playing football, playing an instrument, cheering, or simply offering encouragement, may it all be done with enthusiasm as something done for the Lord and not for men. May tonight's event honor and glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we make this prayer. Amen. Now, back to the Longstreet Cafe pregame show on 97.5 Glory FM. It's time now for the starting lineups of tonight's ballgame. Here's Joe Gailey. For the home standing Flair Branch Falcon, Coach Jason Tester will have Seth Larson, Jeremiah Ware, Jordan Elder, and Camo Campbell as his receivers. And the, the line will be uh, Josh Pacheco. Tony Magia, Garrett Harper, Max Scott, and Adam Gwynn. The tight end will be Ethan Fetterman. Quarterback will be Josh Oliver. Running back will 
and Jeremiah Ware may flip-flop between receiver and running back, or we may see Malik Dryden uh, in there running the football tonight. And then the kicker would be Brooks Resinella. For defense, for Loganville Red Devils and Coach Gene Cathcar. At defensive tackle, you'll have Karsten Torbert and Jamison Harvey. Nose guard will be Dylan Britt. The linebackers are Bryce Ginsky, Caden Palmer, Boulder Barrett, great naming, Caden Durbridge. Cornerbacks are Austin Taylor and Lindsey Emil. Then you have Charles Barkley Smith as a free safety, and Caleb Reigns is the bandit, as they call him. He's the other safety is what I'm putting him at. For offense for Coach Gene Cathcart's offense, they've got four receivers. you got Corey Stokes, Wayne Blake, Charles Barkley-Smith, and Ahmed Swari. Then on the, top of the offensive line, you've got Carter Hayes, Gage Bish, Henry Simpson, Jake Taylor, and Caleb Dabney. Quarterback will be Brody Hanna, and the halfback or tight end will be Joseph Barnes. Kicker for the Red Devils will be Devin Pugh, and the punter will be Brody Hanna. For Flair Branch, Jason's Tester's defense. Got Ethan Fetterman, Alfredo Rubio, Carter Jackson on the line. Cam Haynes, Frank Perez, Griffin Harper are the linebackers, and I've only, only had three listed. And then the defensive back, got Ty Aikens, Elijah Keep, Jordan Eller, and Tanner Renard. That right. rounds it out. One well, of uh, the big questions we got here, Gary, is the official because there was short officials this weekend because of the Georgia Florida game. Yeah, and uh, we've seen that happen periodically throughout the season where games are having to be played on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday well, we night. We had more Thursday night games this week than any week so far this year. Uh, as far as our officials tonight, the referee is Keith Hammond, umpires Rob Underwood, headline judge is Greg Hendrickson, line judge is John Heath, side judge is Michael Moody, field judge is Dylan Lurie. On the electric clock with you guys up there, Lauren Fields, and on the play clock is Ken Osborne. So we will have the play clocks operating tonight. And, Joe, you're not going to have any trouble telling these teams apart. Yep. Loganville's all in white and the branch is all in black. Yep, all in black with looks like white helmets for the branch and all in white and white tops, white helmets and everything for Loganville. Yeah, I, I looked down earlier because I hadn't seen any of them. The referees come up and I looked down and I got my spectacles out and looked. And looked and I said, that's Keith Hammond. And Keith and I go way back. He was a longtime recreation director, started his career out down in South Georgia, finished up his career over in Cherokee County with 25, 26 years of service. He's retired like I am now. And uh, he's been doing football, Mike, for 40 years, almost as old as you and I are. How about that? Yeah. He started out with his boy, with his dad, Roy Hammond, who was longtime director down in the Dublin area, and then came up as assistant director up here in, in, in Gainesville for a long time. That's and, right, uh, They worked together, and, and so Keith Keith is retired, living up on Lake Hartwell with his wife, uh, Myrna, and uh, enjoying life. Well, and another unusual thing we have tonight, I'm on the other side tonight. I noticed you. you I don't think I have ahead. ever done a game over here from this side. Well, uh, For some odd that. reason, we like to, for those of you that are listening to our broadcast, I like to stay on the home side because normally we wind up talking to the home coach, mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to do that. So. <clears throat> Normally the home side is over there on the side next to the stands. But th this is like a lot of the Hall County stadiums that we have around here. Uh, everybody sits on one side. Yep. Everybody sits on one side. So this night tonight, I am on the other side away from the stands. Well, and I, I you know, I, I hate to say it, Gary, but if the reception stays as good as it is, we, you may get banished to the far side all year long, buddy. <laughs> could, could be. <laughs> could be. Those games, the 
Coley's also a nice ball game. They're still meandering up there. They've got about four minutes left before the Finally, the captains are out there. The captains for Flair Brandt are for Loganville, are number three, Charles Barkley Smith, number 26, Carl Lewis, number 45, Joseph Barnes, and number 58, Dylan Robbins. Those are the captains for Loganville. For it looks like the entire seniors, all yeah. the seniors, uh, for we'll just have to see who's speaking. See, yeah, see who's going to be talking. Looks like you've got uh, uh, Malik Dryden. There's going to be one captain coming out there. Looks like you've got uh, and Malik. I think is in street clothes. Mike, he's in shorts, so he probably won't be playing tonight. Save it for the playoffs, Yeah, I'm waiting to see number 32 is one of my captains, Ty Aikens. And you've got they turn, uh, they turn sideways, we can't see their numbers yep. right now. See who the guy's coming out gonna be. They got number two, number nine. That's gonna be Seth Larson. And you 30, got Cam 32. Haynes and Ty Aikens, and five is is Malik Dryden. That's your five captains. Malik is just is in his jersey and his shorts tonight, but so Seth Larson, Cam Haynes, and Ty Aikens will be your captains along with Dr Malik Dryden this evening for the Falcons. There they come toward midfield, and Gary's out there waiting on them. Yep. So the Falcons going here, get ready for the play-by-play of Friday Night Football with Loganville and Flyer Branch. Uh, Keith Hammond just said hello back to you, Joe. Good deal. Good deal. You know, we haven't talked a lot about Seth Larson, but he's going to be competing at the next level, but in wrestling because he is a state and national champion wrestler. All right, Before I start, turn, turn around, three. Turn around. Cover your back pad. Tell both teams. Cover those back pads right away. We all get over there in that huddle so we don't have to stop the game. Any questions there? Excellent. All right, guys. No place better to be on a Friday night, right? Amen. Respect the game. Respect the officials. Respect your opponent. Respect the rules. Your division team. JFK is heads. Seal is tail. We're going to call. Because it never fails, right? And it does not tonight. Hey! Charles Barkley Smith, the captain for Loganville, called tails, and it was tails, gentlemen. And they're going to defer. That's a kick over Friday Football Cubs up next here on 97.5 Glory FM. Hi, Hope Bunch, the voice of Longstreet Cafe. Mary, did you know Longstreet Cafe supports great programs like FCA? Northeast Georgia FCA is working to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And they do a great job of making their mission work through the E3 strategy of making disciples who make disciples. I remember that from my days in school. Yeah, FCA has been around a while. Hey now, find out more at ghcfca.org. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting the excitement of local high school football, 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ presents Friday Night Football in North Georgia. Tonight's game is brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, Jackson EMC, Duplicating Products, Riverside Pharmacy, EMC Security, Siphon Logistics, Autry's Ace Hardware, and McEver Road Church. It's time for the kickoff of Friday Night Football in North Georgia 
on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. And the ball is teed up, getting ready to go. Get the plans to get things on, start things off. We'll play by play. Here's Joe Daly. All right, get the picture. You've got the branch all in black, black tops, black bottoms. They've got white numbers outlined in red, white headgear with the Falcon on the side. Loganville all in white, white tops, white bottoms, dark numbers, white helmets with the Loganville logo on the top. Hey. Officials sprint to their yeah. key spots. Uh, hey, Seth, Jeremiah. Hey, uh, Mike and, my, uh, uh, Coach Tony Lottie gave Mike, Mike and I a lesson on uh, helmet color last week. Did he? <laughs> Good deal. That's a great conversation I had with Coach Lottie last week. Mike, really, really nice job. I'm glad to hear from you. Logan will be going from left to right to start off the game tonight. We'll be kicking off just a couple of minutes late here, according to my clock. Back deep to receive for Flair Branch. You've got Seth Larson, and on the far side, looks like Jeremiah Ware. Got Ware and Larson back at the goal line, kicking. You have number 98, Devin Pugh. Number 98 will be doing the kicking. He is a left footer, Michael. Don't see many of those, but he's a left footer, Mr. Devin Pugh. Well, is. I'm partial to those guys. Now, Pugh gets ready. See he's ready. He takes a few steps. Here's the kick. Cole meets leather. Long kick. Comes down to Ware, gonna bounce and go out of bounds over at around the five yard line. Ware kind of waited to see if it would go out of bounds and it did. And that should come out to, I believe, the 35, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, by rule, that's where it goes. Be on the far hash mark. Um, they got one of them illuminated uh, down markers here. Yeah, Joe. they do. You'll be able to see it tonight. Yeah, and the chain is orange too. Mm -hmm. The Rob Underwood, the umpire will spot it. Get into Halloween a little early. There you yeah. go. Well, that. Bring him up, Josh Oliver. Will be your quarterback. He will be. He walks up behind his line and gives him some information. Got three wideouts and a tight end. One running back. That's going to be Ware behind the quarterback, Josh Oliver. Oliver puts a man in motion. Goes from the far side to the near side. Hands off to Oliver. Oliver, or excuse me, all hands off to Ware. Ware is going to get two, maybe three yards up to about the 38. He's second down in seven. Caden Derbridge, a sophomore linebacker, 6'4", 200 pounds. He's the first man to hit him, number 14. You got Campbell, Ethan Fetterman splits out wide, and Jeremiah Ware out in the backfield. Two guys in the backfield now. Oliver gets it, hands off to his running back. Number nine got the first down. That's Cam Haynes. Cam across the 50, all the way down to the opponent. 42, 43 yard line. He broke one tackle, and then Karsten Torbett yeah. they rode him down him. from behind. They mark him back at the 45, Joe, so that's where his knee hit down. So well, Cam he Haynes. Rolled, he rolled it over, but they say the knee was down at the 45. Cam Haynes was the single running back of all the receivers, except for the tight end on stacked on the other side this time. Three of those and one wide out. Larson in the backfield, looking to pass this time. Oliver got a man, throws it high, tip drill, but it's knocked down to the ground. Well, well, that's almost picked. Yes. I, I, you read my mind, Ron, because they, they were two white shirts diving for that ball. Had one jersey, one dark jersey down there, one black jersey, and three white jerseys, so that was might have been ill-conceived to begin with. Jeremiah Ware was yeah, the I only he, I think he, Falcon he dodged there. a bullet with that one. Three receivers on the near side, Oliver. 
with one man in the backfield. Puts Larson. Larson goes in motion, coming to the near side. Handoff, going to give off to nine again. Haynes, Haynes gets the first down. Knocked out of bounds, tripped up. Ball came out. He was Let's out of bounds the, when the ball came Let's out, see I what thought. The, yeah, I thought it might be they're going to stop the clock as he had the first down regardless. He went up in the air, got tripped up. It's going to be a first down. Luckily, he hit the ground before and he's down. That's at number zero, 20, by the way. 28. Elijah Keep. Yeah. All right. Zero, Elijah Keep is the one. Number nine has been in the backfield this time. That's going to be Cam Haynes. That one would have been close if the, if the other guys had come up with it. First down at the 28. Got a flag, flag. on the play. Somebody may got. have moved early. Official's going to come out. Illegal procedure on the offense. That'll back them up five. First penalty of the night comes with a 10-43. The tackle on the far side raised up too quick. In case we, if in case we miss what's on the field, we can look at the scoreboard and catch play by play up there tonight. Got yeah, it. I'm telling you what, that's a that's a pretty good looking picture. Nice picture. Up there. I might just have to call it from there. Oliver gets the snap, hands off to Haynes. Haynes fighting for yards on the far side. He gets maybe two or three of those five penalty yards back. It'll be second down and about 12 now from the 31. That was Dylan Britt, number 97, and he is a low. Big old boy right yeah, there. Yeah, some of them boys are, are big old boys. Hey, looks, looks like he goes about 260. Hey, some of these boys are, are big for sure. Four wideouts, one on the far side, ball on the far hash mark. And, uh, and I think a defense may have come across the line yeah. that time. Big man on the far side came off. That's going to give him five yards back, so it'll make it second down and about eight after they mark the penalty. Ball should be down close to the 26-yard line. My so, math is so, 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 clo so close, it's on the 26. Yep. My math's been pretty good so far. Second down. Eight yards to go for the Falcons. Four wideouts, three on the near side. High snap. Oliver gets it, hands off to his running back. He gets two more. The running back that time. It's 20. Number 20. Ron, thank you very much. That was Griffin Harper, a sophomore. That was uh, Britt and Olani Francis on the tackle for... The Red Devils, pretty big third down right here, boys. Third down, about six or seven, about seven yards to go, maybe six, six and a half. Ball is sitting right on, right inside the 25-yard line of Loganville. Oliver in the shotgun, three wideouts, one man in motion. It looks to be Haynes, high snap. He gets it, looking to pass. Throws it over the middle. Lob pass in the middle. Way too far. Intended receiver was he on had board. He had him open, Ware. but he was just a little too yeah. far. Going for the field goal. We hear down there that they uh, threw Gary's mic. He had a little bit long one wasn't it for him there, Ron. Yeah, it, it, if he had cut to the left when he, did, when he got into the end zone, he would have had it, but he was still going to the right. And the ball got there a little before he did. A little long field goal here, 42 yards from the hash mark. Brooks, number 11, Brooks Rissanella stands in, 42-yard attempt. Hole, the kick is going to be a line drive. No way it gets there. So they go get a couple of first downs, and then it'll be turnover on downs at the 25 for Loganville. It should be 20. At the 20, okay. I don't think anybody got any, got any hands or fingers no, on it. I think he it was just, just, just mishit it. Well, I, I was watching the, the holder as he got uh, – as he got the ball down, he didn't get it. To, the laces turned, and he, and the ball was not not really leaning like it should have been. You, you, you think that's a real thing, having the laces turned the right way? It, it never was for me, but getting the ball 
in the right direction. This yep. was always more important to me. All right, Brody Hanna will stand in. He's the quarterback. He is for Loganville. He's in the shotgun. You got four wideouts: Soiree, Sparkly Smith, Blake, and Stokes. One running back, Barnes. There. I'm going to make sure as Hannah's talking to the, the white hat. Moves yeah, they, guys they, over. Oh, the they were telling me cover them, cover those pads up again. That, ah, he was, yeah. They, he, he mentioned that at the coin toss. They did. Have everything covered up. They didn't want to have to stop the game, slow the game down for that. 9-18 in the quarter, no score. Hannah gets it, hands off to his running back, Barnes. Barnes runs over a guy out to about the 25-yard line. First play for them is a running. Number 10 play. on the tackle there was the first guy there. Ethan Fetterman uh, gets the tackle five yards. Yeah, he's, he's a little fellow, 6'2", 225. <laughs> Joseph Barnes. In our day, that would be a giant. Yeah. <laughs> Six, Absolutely. Second down, five yards to go. Ball spotted on the 25 of Loganville. 8-5-A contest. Has the ball, throws it out here to his receiver, Suarez. Suarez gets it, goes across midfield to the 30. Runs into the official, then bounces off a guy down to the 31. He's going to have the first down out to about the 32-yard line. He used the official's interference yeah. there. Got, <laughs> after he caught it, I said he ran across the midfield. He crossed the, the uh, went back and cut across the grain is what he did. Yeah. Went from this side to the far side. Got a bell. Ball's going to be spotted on the far hash mark on the 33, just shy of the 33-yard line. And Suarez had a pretty good stiff arm there, too, didn't he, guys? Yes, he did. Big, tall fella. And I thought they were going to get him right near the line of scrimmage, but... Yeah, Suarez, you, you Smith, stiff Blake, one of those big guys. Are he's your listed, receivers? He's listed at six three, but only hundred ninety. That makes him look a little taller than he, than he actually is. Snap to Hannah. Hannah look rolls to the side, looks almost intercepted, but caught by the receiver number three, Charles, Charles Barkley Smith. Called gained about five yards out of that mm -hmm. too, and he took a beating when he took it. Yeah, Elijah, when he got it. Elijah Keep, six foot, one hundred and seventy pound. Defensive back came and absolutely nailed him over there on the sideline. Had a guy that almost had got a fingertip on it to knock it away in the front there. I think that was uh, number eight or number seven, maybe Jordan Eller that might have been there in front of it. Second down, about six yards to go for the Red Devils. Hannah takes it, looks, got a receiver, has to come back, man gets in between him. Good defense right there that time by Jordan Eller as number one, Ahmed Swarry had to turn around and was going to have to come back and get it, but yeah, he Elder a got behind, away. A little bit behind him there, Joe. Yep. And, and Elder also got there about the same time the ball did. If he'd gotten there about two ticks earlier, that might have been P.I. Yep. Yeah, and they, he would have had green grass in front of him, too. Six now, 7.23 in the first quarter. Friday night football on 97.5 Glory FM. Loganville looks to the side, and it does to get his play call. Stands about four yards behind his center and gets the snap. Got a little rush. Close over to the other side, throw it, throwing it long. Oh, tipped away at the last second. Nice job down there. Was that number nine? Yes, yes it was. Number nine knocked that one away. Really nice Cam job. Haynes. Cam, Cam Haynes. Haynes. And Charles Barkley Smith was the guy it was going for. But he, if he hadn't touched it, uh, Charles uh, Barkley Smith probably has six. I, and Haynes listed only six foot. He had to elevate to get his fingertips yeah. on there. And then the Smith almost came back and got the ball. The, the tip almost gave him enough time to get it, but almost, as they say, close only counts. The Norse using hand grenades. Brody Hanna is doing the punting 
you know, catch it around the 23, kick it around the 25. Seth Larson stands at the Falcon 20. Yeah, they bring that line in. I started to say, they sure do have a spread in that yeah, line. <laughs> bring them in a little bit. They got a, a little rush going on. Nobody was there. Good little punt. Larson catches it at the 30 and call the fair catch. And that's where they'll start first and 10 at their own 30. No score with 7.09 left here in the first quarter. Flyer Branch, second possession, held them to not a three and out, but they got one first down and then was able to hold them on the second set of downs. That's about a 32-yard punt, 32-and-a-half-yard punt, no return. Yeah, and he had just enough height on it. Now, that one might could have been returned, but they – you, you, if you're in doubt, you always fair catch it. You don't want to risk a turnover. Oliver back there with two guys beside him. One beside him, one behind him. Puts Larson in motion to the far side. Haynes is behind him, I believe. Haynes trying to pick a hole. Gets through up to about the 33, 44-yard line. That was number 20, excuse me, of the ball carrier. That was Griffin Harper that time. Griffin Harper. Number a, young, a, a young guy, only a sophomore. Yep. Back up to the line already. They got three on that one. Second down and seven. Oliver in the gun. Takes the snap. Rolls out to the far side. Looking, looking, being pressed. Has to throw it late. Got Larson. And, and he got it. complete at the 36. So he got, only got two yards out of it. But it was a positive hey. play anyway. He has to say that's that's a little better than incomplete. Yeah. Well, as much as he had to run going the far side, he ought to be lucky he found a guy that was open enough to get it to him on the sideline. Yeah, well, he was helping his quarterback out. I'm sure he broke and the round. Torbert right on him, forced him right out of bounds. Third down and five. Ball on the far hash mark this time. Four wideouts for the Falcons. Oliver, the whole offense, looks over to the far side to see the play. Number 34, Carter Jackson in motion. He's over at a slot position on the far side now. Now they're set with three on the play clock. Gets the snap. Throws it over the middle. Incomplete. Oh, number, number 20, Lindsey Emil. Had it in and out of his hands for the Dread Devils. That was just about a pick right there. Yeah, the coaches there. in front of us were heart beating out their mouth. They thought they, <laughs> they thought they had a pick. Loganville coaches are all excited. I don't blame them. Their man was out there. He had two white jerseys that probably should have picked it. Should have had a happen. pick. Hit him right in the hands. Fourth down, and they're going to go for it here. Now, now we got a timeout call by Loganville. We'll take it with them. We're back in 30 seconds. No score from Fly Brands on 97.5 Glory FM. <laughs> Siphon Logistics commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at siphonlogistics.com. Is it cool in here to you, David? It ought to be. We've stocked up on all of our coolers. Coolers. Like on top of Pickens in the first quarter. Uh, surely they're not. Yeah, they thought better about that. Yeah, I, 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 go for it. Fourth, I heard and, them. fourth I heard and long in your. Resonella, number 11, back there to punt. And number three, Charles Barkley Smith, the senior captain, standing back at the 39 of Loganville. See what Resonella can do here. Catches it, good snap, and the kick at the 25. Drives him back. He's calling for the fair catch. Caught it right at the 29-yard line. 
and that's where they'll have it first and 10 to start their second possession. So far, so far a defensive battle, Ron. Yep, it is. Uh, and we told it might be that. The offensive just – both teams have moved the ball a little bit, but haven't been able to really – to, to really capitalize, Flory Branch got close enough for a field goal try and missed it. Loganville got out to about midfield and and got pushed back. That's a 35-yard punt, gentlemen, no return. <clears throat> First down at the 28-yard line of Loganville. Most time you take a net of 35. Hannah with Barnes beside him, four wideouts. Soiree, Smith, Blake, and Stokes are your wideouts, two balls on the far hash mark. 621 remaining in the first quarter. Snap going to give off to the big man Barnes. Barnes across the 40 out to about the 43, 44 yard line. Big game, big open hole by Hayes and Mission Simpson up there yeah. to get and the they open went, hole. Up. They went against the grain that time. They're flagged down back there. Though. Okay. It took uh, Keep and Camel Camel both to bring him down. He's a got a hold on Loganville. A holding on Loganville will bring the play back after a 13, 14 yard pickup. That'll bring him back. Yeah, that, that changes the complexion of things, yeah. doesn't it? It was the hold happened at the 30. Now to push him back to the 20, so like at first and 18 now. Hey, Joe, they got a they got a, an iPad in front of us there yeah. that that shows them again. They they're doing some they're doing the circles. The old John Madden thing. <laughs> Six eleven, first down. About 17, maybe 18 yards. About 17 yards to go. Loganville players looking over to their sideline getting the play and I love the, the the placards down there they've got a Georgia sign up a Miami sign a Carolina a Clemson sign I guess they can pick one which one to play let's run Clemson this time coach <laughs> Hannah gets the snap looks throws it over the receiver out of the backfield Barnes on the far side runs over a guy carries him down about four or five more yards all the way down to the 34 yard line well that was like a little bit of a mismatch there mm -hmm. keep him away <laughs> about 170 pounds Barnes looks like he goes about 180, 185. Got about 13 yards out of it. Brings yeah, it back into say, second that, and four. More made up for the penalty. Yep. You got it. That big man oh, Barnes is, uh, is a load to bring down back there out of the backfield. He's a big old boy. Second down, four yards to go. He's, he's a prototypical fullback, he looks like. Four wide outs. Two on the near side. And off to Barnes again. Barnes skips, skips by a guy, gets the first down all the way out to the 49-yard line. He just kept driving and driving, did a little spin move yep. at the 45 and yeah. got him four more yards. Bounced off of the first couple of tacklers, and then it took about half of the branch team to bring him down when he once he got up ahead of steam. He, they spotted at the 48. Barnes might be one of those kids like we've seen this year that they get yeah. stronger as the game goes along. Got a scoreboard for you, Joe. Mismatch, Buford on top of Mountain Creek, Mountain View, 14 nothing in the first. 5-22 left here in the first quarter. Loganville driving first down at their own 48-yard line here in the first quarter. No score from the branch. Branch with four, maybe five guys up in the box and a back to pass. Looking, looking, throws it the last second. Complete, got his man out around the 40. Gets away from him, that's Barkley Smith. Dodges to the 40, down to the 35, finally brought down. But another big first down, a 15, 16-yard pickup yeah. for the Red Devils. Yeah. He had two guys on him, and he bounced off of both of them. He broke uh, yeah. broke two tackles at one time and made another eight yards. Yeah, Ty Aikens finally got him down. Did a nice job to come back to the ball, and when he got it, he spun away from one tackler, ran over that guy, and then got on up there to the 35-yard line of the Falcons. First and 10 now. At the 35, 
Loganville driving. Three wide outs on the far side. Ball on the near side. Four guys on the line of scrimmage. And they're looking over to get the play. Now, now he's going. Hannah, there's number 11, the quarterback. Moves his back Barnes from one side to the other. Hands off to Barnes. Barnes trying to go up the middle. He's going to get across the 45, 35 down to about the 33. Two yards will give him second down, eight yeah, yards 51 to 51 and 42 on that tackle. Yeah. Alfredo Rubio and Jason Clark. Clark. There you go. That was a nice... Uh, that was a nice mix-up of plays by the Red Devils. I mean, oh, yeah. they didn't get much on that, but they're, they're coming back with the run and the pass. They're not exclusively trying to put the shoulders on well, they, the game they, on the shoulders of any they, one player. They've shown the ability to move the ball, that's for sure. 3.50 left in the quarter, three, four wideouts on the far, three wideouts on the far side. Back to pass, looking for man down here. He's wide open. He goes up, and it's knocked away. He had two. Yeah, that, that was a, down there that was a jump ball. <laughs> Suarez had it for just a second, then Tanner Renard, number 12, I think wound up stripping him from the, of the ball. That was a pretty good play by Renard, who is outsized by about five or six inches in height. Renard's older brother was quarterback for the Falcons a few years ago. And I believe he played a little D-back too, so usually quarterbacks will. They got the good hands, good speed, so he'd feel good. Third down, eight yards to go now. But that was a that was more of a jump ball than anything else. Hannah comes over to the side, looks, gets his sign, goes back out. One wide out on the near side. That's going to be Suarez. The other three guys on the far side. A little shovel. shovel pass inside to Barnes. Barnes across the 30, 25, backing all the way down to around the 20-yard line. Well, that that was, caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah that was that was actually a play call there, and 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 very good footwork by Barnes too. Barnes showed his strength right there, Gary, because he got his back to the crowd and started just backpedaling in there and pushing his weight against a player branch guy to finish getting five or six yards. And it took another four or five of them to bring him down again. Down to the 21, first and 10 with three minutes and 17 seconds left here in the first quarter. Four wide outs, two on either side, ball on the near hash mark. Hannah takes the snap, rolls to the far side, looking, 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 waiting. So now he throws late in the middle, incomplete. Threw it behind his intended receiver. He, just, like he was just Stokes. trying to find find an empty place to throw yeah. it, I believe. Exactly. He was trying not to get called for grounding, so he threw it in the vicinity of somebody. But the one, one thing you got to say about that gentleman is he had all day to throw he that did. ball. I mean, he had forever. Yeah, Nobody they're, they're, even yeah, close to any getting, pressure. Yeah, they're not getting any kind of rush on him at all. And, 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 you know, you wonder right there, because he had Barnes in front of him again, if Barnes would turn around, he clapped his hands like we did in the backyard, and he threw a shovel pass to Barnes. He could have took off. He mm -hmm. got 15, 20 yards. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball's on the 21. Hannah looks, throws over the middle, in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. That was zero, I believe. Yep. Yes, it was. Tyler Breedlove. Well, he threw it a little bit behind him, and then. Yeah, he had to reach back. Mm -hmm. Officials yeah. are talking. Do we have a flag? Jalen Augustine. Nope. Yeah, you do have a flag right there in the okay. middle in the crowd. All right. Jalen Augustine on the pass defense that time. See what the play, the official is going to signal and say, ineligible receiver downfield on Loganville, so that'll push him back. What's that, five yards? Well, he's going, they're going to decline, oh, decline it. it. Okay, so Take leave it down. third and 10. Take the down. And I, I can understand, I do that too, the way they move in the ball. Give them one less chance. Yep. Inside of three minutes now in the first period. At 2.59, just a second under. Third down, 10 yards to go. The offensive line, the whole offense looks up, looks it over to the side, the coach Cathcart and staff. I'm a little surprised at this. With these teams both score a lot and give up a lot, and we're at 0-0. Defensive battle so far. 
Looked like they move early, but Hannah has it. Being pressured, he throws it late. It's going to be short. But, man, he was under a lot of duress that time. Nice blitz and yep. a play called by Tyler Branch right there. You yeah. had uh, two guys coming in really hard yeah, that and, time. And Barnes was the guy he was trying to get it to. He just couldn't get enough mustard on it to get it there. Well, number 10, Ethan Fetterman, was one of those guys. And at 6'2", 225, you don't want him hitting your quarterback. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. But that's, that's really the first time they've had any real pressure on him all night. And he just they came in well, there and see what they do here. Fourth down. They're going to leave the offense out there. Yeah. Not going to try and kick a. It would be about. Be a 38 yarder. Yeah, 38, 39 yards, something like that. 253 in the quarter. Empty backfield for the quarterback, Hannah. Now we're going to timeout call call by by Loganville. That's their second. We're back in 30 seconds or more here on 97.5 Glory FM. Gosney? Yes, Gosney. Gosney. Never heard of it. Well, now you have. Gosney Pizza Ovens are now available at Autry's Ace, and they're amazing. Unrivaled performance for the best possible cooking results. Super easy to use and fun to cook on, plus they're versatile. You can roast, smoke, steam, or bake and enjoy wood-fired pizza whenever you'd like. Let's start with margarita pizza for me and a slow-cooked pork belly for you. Check out the new Gosney Pizza Ovens at Autry's Ace Hardware in Gainesville. It's the best pizza oven you've never heard of. Very similar to the game we had a few weeks ago, guys, when we had East Forsyth and Cherokee Bluff. Right now, the score was getting a very exciting game. Yeah, it has been a good game so far. Had a couple of pass breakups, a couple of passes, a real nice pitch and catch a while ago up there to Shaw's Barkley Smith. And then a missed field goal. Missed field goal. Now we're going to go for it. Going to have one, two, three, four wide outs, empty backfield with Hannah as your quarterback. It must not feel like they can make it from here from the hash mark fourth and ten got to get almost to the 11 from where they are play clock at 16 and running hannah looking at his sideline play at the clock, coach in play the clock's under 10 now fluorescent yellow shirt or fluorescent green however you want to call it hannah comes up takes the snap looking now we got a flag that's gonna be that's gonna be motion now illegal yeah. procedure on the offense that'll push him back five but still where you are on the field you, you're still going to go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And if you didn't kick it there, you're not going to kick it now. You're not going to kick it now for sure. Yeah. Fourth and 15 now. Ball's going to be placed just outside the 25-yard line. Well, they do have the a le- left-footed kicker, but, you know, he was, he was looking pretty accurate in warm-ups, but yeah. they'd, rather, they'd rather take a shot at six. Looking over at their spotting boards. The offensive coordinator looking out there, giving their signs, looking I- at the defense, deciding what they want to call. Three wide outs on the far side, two on the near side. You know who they look like in those uniforms? One of those is a tight in Auburn. Exactly. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Hannah with the football looking, not much pressure, plenty of time to throw the football. Looks, looks, throws it up towards the end zone. Man comes back, incomplete as it's in and out of his hands. As he came back and bounced off his hands, incomplete. It'll go over on downs to the Falcons. Another good play by Jalen Augustine for the branch on pass defense. Augustine the 5'10", 165, defensive back. He got there about the same time the ball got there and yeah. put a hand up and knocked it away. I started to say that was close to, to a big play. Uh, Tyler Breedlove with the intended receiver again, it looked like. I'm so, telling you, the Bryant's playing pretty good pass D tonight. I mean, yeah, they are. Th- they need to get a little bit better rush, but their defensive backs have done yeoman's work. Branch now at their own 26-yard line. Oliver in the backfield, one set back, one man in motion. Brings him over right to his left and then sends him back the other way. Three wideouts now on the far side. 
Now we've got a play call, illegal procedure yeah. on the offense. Well, I believe the center was a little late snapping that one. Might have been. And he, because everybody raised up and then the ball came out. Well, both teams have had pretty deep drives now, gentlemen. The branch missing that 42-yard field goal, and the Red Devils opting not to try a field goal instead went for it on fourth down and turned it over on down. So they've moved it pretty good outside of the red zone. Cam Haynes is your running back. Camel Campbell, Jeremiah Ware, Seth Larson, your wideouts on the far side. High snap Terrible over his snap. head. He's going to have to follow. He runs away from it. Now he's got the ball in his hand. He throws it late to a receiver out to the 30 and out to the 32-yard line. What number, a play. Wow. Yeah, wow. Number eight, Camo Campbell. Camo waited for him right there, guys, and he came back enough so that when Josh picked it up and he rolled out, he saw him open, got it to him, and made made a, a big play out of nothing right there. Yeah, he got out of, out 16 of, yards if, or 11 yards. If it's possible to be less than nothing, that was less than nothing. Barkley Smith rode him out of bounds. And then, that's going to be an infraction. Uh, offsides, I believe. Yeah. It is. It's going to give him a first, first down. down. I'm telling you, that was that was that was should have been disaster, but it was making, not. You talk about making lemonade out of a lemon. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right, Ron. Yep. Yeah, he, the ball Chicken hit his hands, and it, and it went back behind him. Josh did a nice job of going picking it up on a bounce. Kept rolling out to the far side. Finally, found Camo open. That was just presence of mind by the quarterback for Flower Branch. That Four wideouts, three on the near side. Almost made him jump again. Oliver in the gun with Haynes behind him. 2.31 in the quarter. Going to hand off to Haynes. Haynes trying to find a oh, hole. Got, Can't do it. He got wrapped up. Yeah, he got flipped up. Those legs went straight up when they. He got his time power. Well, he ran into his own men and tripped, and then Breland Martin, 91. FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Was there? All right, Gary. There you can talk. Second down, nine yards to go. Oliver back, got pressure from the far side, rolls back in the middle. I'm going to have to run. Got away from a guy out to the 40, the 45, got the first down, dodges and dives over a guy to the 47, 48 yard line. That was a great run by the quarterback that time. Yep. Austin, Austin Taylor dove at his feet, but when he, when he elevated, he probably went forward another two yards. Yeah, and he just covered up the ball like he needed to. That was a great, great decision on his part. He's first he, down out to the 48. He's, he's definitely a, shown the ability to think on his feet. Absolutely. That's at least two good plays this particular drive. Three wideouts. Oliver takes it, hands back to... Number Looks zero. like Haynes again, or is that zero? zero? Is that zero? That's Elijah Keep. Keep gets out there and gets about... Seven or eight yards to the far side. Elijah Keep zero comes out. Keep a senior running back. He got nine, almost nine and a half on the play. Second down and very short with 130 remaining here in the first quarter. Still no score. Four wideouts on the on the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Oliver, high snap, grabs it. Looks, looks. Throws it over the middle, complete. That's Seth Larson, 25, dodges a man to the 20, the 18, 15, run out of bounds inside the 15, run the 13. That's a nice grab by Larson. Yeah, Showed that tenacity. Larson yeah. just went out there and grabbed it. He was open right there in the middle around the 28-yard yeah, line. He caught it, dodged Bryce. the guy to get out the 25 and got down right inside the 15. Well, not right inside, down about the 12. First down and 10. Bryce Ginsky is the one that ran him out of bounds. Oliver with it, goes the far side, runs it. He's got a little bit of a run. He's going to squirt in there and get about uh, 10. 
Down inside the five to about the one or two. <laughs> Getting close here. It's going to be first and goal inside the two for the Falcons. 114 in the quarter. Everybody's gommed in there tight this time. Right under the center is a quarterback. They're going to try and do the push. And did he get it? Yeah, yep. touchdown for the Falcons. Quarterback sneak. Quarterback yeah, that, sneak by Josh Oliver. That's one of those where you get a, get them behind him. They got those big guys behind him. Give him a shove yep. in the end zone. That's, that's the ball, most of the victory formation, but he was right up there tight. Yeah. Those other guys could give him a little bit of tush they, push. They show it again on yep. the scoreboard up there. Rusinella is spotted it at the 10 to do the place-kicking extra point attempt. Snap, the hold is good, the kick is up, and it is good. 7-0 Falcons with 105 in the first. Gary Glenn here along with lead pastor at McKelvey Road United Methodist Church, Tyler Jackson. And Tyler, what excites you about being part of the community? We enjoy finding new ways to love and support our community from engaging with local schools to supporting children and families in need as well as partnering with other local organizations so that we can do more good together. We love any and every opportunity to make the love of Jesus real to everyone. You can learn more at mcgeverumc.org. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. <laughs> Time now for the kickoff. We have the coach in front of us, Joe Sayers, 12 mil on the field yeah, for a little bit. They got, they got, they got him, him off. off. Hey, that's why they're up here helping the count. That's for sure. Good for them. Hey, uh, Rissanella ready to kick off for the Falcons as they just scored. And here's the kick. It's going to be a short pooch kick. It'll come down to the up man around the 28-yard line. That's number one, the big receiver, Ahmed Suarez. He's going to get out, spin it out to about the 39-yard line, and that's where they'll start first and ten. Well, they were wanting to get it in no man's land, but they didn't make it. It came up and yeah. a nice return. Well, the, good, the up man right there in Suarez was able to come up and do what he had to do and get the ball and take well, off. That's what I was say. They didn't good. get it in no man's land, and they got a – Loganville got a very nice return out of Still going left to right. One minute and one second left here in the first. Branch up seven to nothing in this key eight five A game. Four wide outs, two on the near side, ball on the near hash mark. Hannah takes it, fakes, gets to the fullback, gives it off, uh, pass over complete on the far side to Smith. Smith is going to wrestle around and get about seven, maybe eight yards out to the 47. Elijah, they're having a hard time getting him down. Yeah, Elijah Keep was the man for the branch that grabbed him around the waist and threw him to the turf. But you're right, he went round and round. Looked like he was dancing with him out there for a minute. Second out, two yards to go for the Red Devils. Four wideouts, two on either side. Ball almost in the middle of the field. Right on the edge of the F of the FB logo for Flair Branch. Snap. Quarterback's got it. Throws short. Bat it down. Away. Yeah. 34. Number 34 that knocked it away that time. That's the one Carter I believe. Jackson. Carter Jackson. I believe that was who got his hand up. I think you're right, Ron. And uh, he's a sophomore. Well, I look, I'm looking at the branch roster. They got a lot of people. Well, they got juniors and sophomores mm -hmm. playing. Got a lot of seniors too, though. They got 17 seniors, but like Gary said, they've got a lot of underclassmen playing. A lot of sophomores playing. 
Third down, two yards to go for the Red Devils. Four wideouts again. Five guys on the scrimmage, line of scrimmage, four flyer branch. They run that big fullback in the middle. He gets the first down across midfield to the 49. Josh Joseph Barnes gets about four, maybe five. Let's see if they get another the playoff before the quarter ends. Griffin Harper had him around the ankles. Harper listed at 5'10", 180. They look like the they're going to just wait, the clock, it. wait the clock out. They're not really in any hurry. So. Six, five, four, three, two, one. That'll end your first quarter. The Falcons lead it seven to nothing over the Loganville Red Devils. And back in the second quarter, one minute on 97.5, Glory FM. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org org slash black and blue the way you live your life has changed you have new priorities new technology new opportunities jackson emc has created the ideal home for you one that reflects your new lifestyle it's called right choice homes every right choice home is guaranteed to be energy efficient comfortable and receives our lowest energy rate right choice homes energy efficient guaranteed only from Jackson EMC. Now back to the game on 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at the branch, Flair Branch Falcon Field, start of the second quarter as Flair Branch leads it 7 to nothing. Loganville with the football now going right to left from the branch 49 yard line. Complete pass, hit, oh, he got a good stick right there. Tyler Breedlove caught it. At the 50, got hit by one guy, and then another guy came in and wrapped him up, knocked him back to the 50-yard line yeah, right was, on top of it. That was the aforementioned Carter Jackson. Yeah, and then it was Cam Haynes, number nine, who laid the final lick on him, the knocked FCA, him backwards. Sorry, Gary, the FCA scoreboard, a, a game is key to this region. East side over Wanda seven to nothing in the second quarter. Anything out of Dawson and Lumpkin? Not man, seen that one. Second down. About 11 and a half to go. That'd be history for Lumpkin, wouldn't it? Yes. Just underway here in the second quarter. One man off to the left of the quarterback. That's Barnes off to the left side of Hannah. Hannah looks. Got a man who said, do it behind him. Incomplete. And uh, tip drill again, almost yep. picked. Threw that one behind his intended receiver, our man Swarry right there, and off his hands. He kind of threw it behind him again, Gary. Yeah, two or three and, like that. And, and too hard. Yep. It zipped out of his hands. If he'd have taken a little bit less off of that, he might have come down with it. But as it was, he was just a little out of position to try to catch a ball that hard. Third down. We'll say 11 for the Red Devils. Falcons. Third Looking half. over to the offensive side, seeing if they can pick something up in there. And the Red Devils look over to get their offensive play. Brody Hanna comes back out with the play. Signals to his men. Takes the snap. Now yeah, we've got a false flag. Start. False start. The illegal sure. procedure is going to yeah. be on the offense. That'll push yeah. back five more. Again, I, say, I think that the, the center was late snapping. Might have been. And Jimica, I got a chance to give you some scores here. At the end of one, it's 13-13 in Cleveland, White County, and Pickens. 
Also, Gainesville scoring every time they touch the football is 21-7 Elephants down the second quarter over North Forsyth. And it is, get this, East Forsyth 14, Chester T 7 in the second. Wow. Yeah, Chester T fighting wow. hard. How about that? Third down, 16 to go now for the Red Devils. Coming up on 11 minutes here in the second quarter. Hannah back to pass. Not much pressure. Finally got a little bit. They threw it in the middle. Complete. Right there to number three, Charles Barkley-Smith. Caught it at the 30 and got knocked down for the big first down. Yeah, keep hit him. But after not, it's too late I mean, to not prevent the well, first the down. That was is, a good game. That was, a, that was a, just a turn-in pattern and down and then in toward the middle. And you just can't keep up with them that way. And it's a perfect pass. 20-plus yard pickup for him. Four dies, wide outs. Hand off to Barnes this time. Barnes bounces out. 30, 25, 20. Still going in. Cuts back inside down to about the 16-yard line. Well, they opened up the middle with that long pass, yeah, and, and Barnes good, found a crack. He had some good blocking in front of him, too. You know, Barnes I, is picking his holes very well so far, guys, it looks the, like to well, me. The, well, the guys downfield are doing some really good blocking for him. I just that got a, a good look at really good blocks. I just got a good look at Barnes up close. He's a healthy young man. He's he looks a big like a boy. Here. He's a big boy. Don't no get in his way, Gary. Don't get in his way. No, did you see me back up? <laughs> I was backpedaling already when he was hit. Yeah, you saw the way back on the track. Huh? Hannah with Barnes off gets the handoff. Barnes got tackled immediately down around the 16-yard line. Good no, tackle that time. Looks like number nine. Yeah, Haynes Cam laid on the back in. of his legs and drugged him out. He gained a little bit, but not a lot. Haynes playing the linebacker position came up and filled up a hole pretty good. Second down. Just inside the 10-yard marker, second about nine and a half. Well, Haynes is 205, so he's a pretty big boy himself. Yeah, but he looks small next to Barnes. Yeah, I was I was wrong in my estimation. He looks like he goes about 210 now. Second half. And he's tall, too. We'll say 10 yards to go. Hannah steps up, gets his play call to his center. Lifts the leg, takes the snap. Throws a little fade over the top. Out of, bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds. Out of bounds, incomplete. He caught it, but he was out of bounds. Okay. That was also, he, the officials were screened by that. That was pass interference, guys. He had a hold of his jersey. But if you can't see it, you can't call it. Yeah. That's exactly right. At least Third it looked down. like that to me. It looked like he had his hand up under his shoulder pads. Third down now, 10 yards to go. Red Devils threatening down at the Falcon. 17-yard oh, line. We've got Brian Official coming over here. 45, Barnes is going to come out. Don't know maybe, if he got, maybe, oh, he's he might got have blood. blood. He's got yeah, blood he's got on blood. his elbow. That's what the so whistle was out. just yep. a second ago. They'll run number eight out there with him. Number eight is going to be Jameen Marshall. Marshall will go in there as a running back. Marshall is senior, wide receiver, D-back, but he's going to be in at the running back right now. You've still got three wide outs, four now, wide outs, three on the near side. The play clock started when he came in. They, 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 they stopped it for the blood time. Yep. Marshall off to the left of his quarterback. Hannah rolls out this way, stops, throws it right at there. Oh, knocked it away from him, I think, to catch it. Oh, he caught that rascal. How about that? It's a six-yard line. Wow, that nice was a great job catch. by Breedlove right there. I thought that he knocked it down to the ground, but he was able to hang on to it. So first down. down. First down right at the six-yard line for the Red Devils. Augustine was on that uh, was on the pass defense that time, but that time he let the receiver get the first down. This is what you don't want to do. You don't want to give a quarterback 
yeah, capability they're, they're, of Loganville time to hit his stride and, and, and yeah, find his receivers. Yeah, they're not getting any pressure on him at all. Barnes back in at the running back, gives it the ball. He gets it, he's going to drag a guy down to about the three. As he got the handoff and got about uh, three yards down inside the five to about the three and a half, maybe four yard line. Nine minutes exactly left here in the quarter. Well, as we've already said, Hannah, one of the top quarterbacks in the state, and when you give him time to find his rhythm, yeah. you might get in trouble. Carl Lewis now coming in. He's a fullback senior for well, the Red Devils in the game now. Looks like they're going to have two guys <laughs> in the backfield, and, and he's a spark plug compared yeah, to the other guys we, we, back there. We got the, some famous names, don't we? Yeah, here's the pit. Here's the. The handoff to the running back, he gets in. Uh, and they're going to say he's short of it about a, yeah, about just, a foot well, maybe. He's close to it, though. Yep. I think they're going to say he got to the one. But yep. he was stretching across, trying to lean and make that ball well, break they, the plane of the goal line. But yep. they're going to spot it just inside the but one. When he was doing inside it, Gary's one. knee was already on the ground. Eight minutes, third down and goal. Handoff to the big man again. He goes across. That's in. And he won't say anything. They're saying he's still short. They're really? saying he's still short, according oh, to the officials. I thought yeah. he was on top of one of his own. I thought he was, too. They're wow. saying he's just inside the one. This, this would be fourth and goal. Wow. This would be a heck of a stop if the Falcons were able to. The quarterback's going to go in. Oh, that's, that's procedure. That's going to be, a, that's gonna be a, oh, a penalty, I think, on the offense. It is yeah, on the offense. Is. Uh, I think it's it was. It's yeah. on Barnes. Yeah, it was the big man that took a step forward. They were just going to run with a quarterback sneak. And that's going to make us know that's going to instead of being fourth and goal at the half yard line, wow. now they're going to be outside the five. Fourth and goal just outside the five. Where Loganville will have it at. They're going to send the kicker in now, so they may be just going for the three. As Pew is going in the football game. Now, now he's, he's coming going back. back. Going to have a timeout on the field, Michael. All right, let's take 30 seconds with a score of 7 0 in favor of Flying Branch back here on 97.5 Glory FM. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. Call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Well, let's see. And back here on 97.5 Glory FM, give you some scores here. View for all over Mountain View, 30 to nothing right now in the second quarter of play. Pickens on top of White County, 20 to 13, Joe. Wow, how about that? That's in White. That's in Cleveland, too. Yes, it got, is. Yeah. That was Rubio. He's walking off over at, under his own power, the nose guard. They are going to kick it. Spotted at the, uh, looks like the 13. At the third, well, about the 12 and a half. Uh, yeah. Pew will be the kicker. Bryce Ginsky, the holder. The kick is up, and it is good. 7-3 is your score. 7.45 remaining in the first half. Let's take another timeout. Back in one minute here from Fly Branch on 97.5 Glory FM. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. 
And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. So far, a low-scoring, exciting ball game, 7-3 in favor of the Falcons. And seven for the Falcons, three for the Red Devils. Pew about to do the kicking kickoff for Loganville. Larson and Ware back to receive the kickoff. That's going to be a worm burner, as I call it, right across the top. Ware's going to pick it up at the 11. Trying to get around the guy to the 20. They've got to box him in. He's got to run out of bounds at the 22. Good coverage right there. Yeah, the way it was. came down on uh, they were Loganville on this side. They were hoping that it would go out of bounds, and mm -hmm. it didn't. And they, they could have picked it up a lot sooner, but, you know, they were trying to trying to wheel it out of bounds. So Josh Oliver will bring his troops out for the Falcons to start their next possession, first and 10 at the 22-yard line. 7.39 in the quarter, they lead it four. Low scoring contest so far. Single setback is Haynes, it looks like, behind Oliver. Three wideouts all on the far side. Oliver takes the high snap, hands off to Haynes. Haynes trying to come around the side, gets out to about, about the 25. That's going to be zero, Elijah Keat. Carried it. There's carried a flag behind the play, so that may be a hold. Yeah, they, they came out in that pistol formation yep. with the running back behind the quarterback in the shotgun, which they've now dubbed the pistol. It is a hold it on a the hold. offense. It is. It is a hold on the offense. They'll take the penalty. It'll be first down in 20 yards now. It goes back to the 10. Yeah. Uh, from the spot. So it'll be back to the 12. So it'll be first and 18 now for the Falcons. Four wideouts all on the far side. Two of them stacked on top of each other. Oliver, the quarterback, standing in his own seven. 7.34 in the quarter. Oliver waiting. 13, 12, 11. Backs up to the 11. Artuski, the seven. Takes the snap. Looking, looking. Little time. Still got time. Looking, being pressured now. He's got to run. Spins at the 10. Out to the 15. Knocked down at the 16. So he was able to get about three, maybe three and a half. Back up to about the 15 and a half yard line. He got a few of them back, but it's still going to be second and 15. Well, that was a coverage thing yes. right there that yeah. time. Everybody was covered up, and he knew that if he threw it up, it might be up for grabs, so he decided to eat it instead, and he was maybe one spin away from making another five yards. Second down, about 15 yards to go. Throws a little lob pass over complete. Larson caught it out to the 20 and run out of bounds about the 18 and knocked it down hard over there, right, right around the 20-yard line. Let's see, 
See how close he got. He could get close hey, to the first down. I'm going to say he got to the. Wow, they 20, said 22. He got no, that's close not the first to down. Well, that's where the, that was an original line of scrimmage. So that's going to be third and 10 now. Oh, third and 10. Yeah, yeah. Charles Barkley Smith. Yeah, you were looking at the back, back one. <laughs> it looked yeah. like he got too much yards on that one. For the comfort of the, of the Red Devils, but now it's still third and ten. Third down and ten, 6.52. Oliver looks over to his sideline. Four wideouts all over here on the near side. Ball and far hash mark. All spotted at the 22. Oliver barks at his line. Takes the snap. Looks. Got a man open. Throws it deep. Pop up over on this side. Going to throw it out of bounds. A man over here in the in a white jersey caught that one for Loganville. That'll be fourth down and ten. Yeah, but he was on. The, but he was a spectator. Well, he was well covered that time by Lindsey Emil of the of the Red Devils, 5'11", 155 pound junior defensive back. I got two scores over from the side on the FCA scoreboard from Commerce, Rabin County, ten, Commerce, ten, in the second quarter. Wow. Jefferson up twenty-one to nothing over Heritage. Fourth down and ten. Punter is in. He's going to get it off. He does. Not a great punt, but it's no way to work. He's going to come down, fair catch caught, right at the 43 Smith. by number three, Barkley Smith. Yeah, the, the thing is, I think he could have returned that one because that was a low kick. He had a couple of guys coming at him, though. 36, 36 yards on the line drive punt. Fellowship Christian 7-3 over um, Banks County. East Jackson Providence Christian 7-7 on the FCA scoreboard, 6.39 left here in the quarter from Flyer Branch, 7-3 ball game as Flyer Branch has the lead. Brody Hanna brings his troops out for the Red Devils. Four wideouts, balls right in the middle of the field at the 43. One set back, that's the big man Barnes beside him, hands off to Barnes. Barnes picks a hole, got wrapped up. Oh Kyle man, good, hang good. on to the Yeah, beam. good job that time by number nine to hang on to him. Yeah, that's Haynes. Haynes right there, nice job to kind of grab the arm and kind of spun him around. And then grabbed his feet yep. and hung on. Second down, got about three, maybe four on the carry. Second down, six yards to go. Yeah, when it looks like he doesn't get anything, he still gets three or four yards. Second and six. If he falls forward, he's got three yards. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Four wide outs again. Ball still basically in the middle of the field. Two on either side. Barnes to the right of his quarterback. Hannah takes the snap. Looks, looks, throws it long over the middle. Almost, always on. Oh, maybe it picked. Tip drill. Tip, yep. He caught that one. That was number, it was tipped and number 20 caught it. How about that? It was nine that tipped it, and I think it was 32. 32 came down, so it was it was it Haynes Aikens, that tipped Aikens, it. Aikens got it. And it was Aikens who got it. How about that? Had two black jerseys along with one white Loganville jersey, and he got tipped, kind of threw behind the receiver again. Haynes tipped it. Aikens comes down with the interception. First turnover of the night. It'll be first and 10 for and that's a, the Falcons that's at a their big, own 29. That's a big momentum shift. Yes, it is. Leave, After they went backwards on their last possession to get it right back, that's kind of huge here with 5.54 left before halftime. And then you get some points up here. If you're Coach Tester, you'd want to get some points out of that turnover. One guy's a setback, three wideouts. Ball in the middle of the field. Oliver gets it, hands off to the running back. Running back picking his hole across the 35, out to about the 36. That seemed to be number seven, Jordan Elder, I believe, that time. Yep, Jordan Elder. Torbert on another stop. They are using a host of backs back there tonight. Haynes, Elder's in there now. First time I've seen him. I've seen Harper back there. 
New same way, going to hand off to Elder again. Elder, 40, 42, 43, knocked out of bounds. Got the first down for the Falcons out to about the 42-yard line. First and 10. 5-23 remaining here until halftime. Falcons with the lead. Hunter easily bounced off and then came back and helped the rest of the Red Devils knock him down. But as you said, Joe, first down for the Falcons. Right at their 44-yard line. Still in the pistol and the four-man front now. Now make it a five for Loganville. Three wide outs all on the near side. Single set back the pistol, as they said. Got to hurry. He's got all kinds of pressure. He rolls away from it. Now he looks and he's going to throw it for the last second. Got a man, Larson, in and out of his hands. Larson was breaking open at the 28 of Loganville, and he just threw it, bounced off his hands, incomplete. Let him. He had a little mustard on that one, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let him just a little too far. Second down. But in his defense, he was throwing off balance. Mm -hmm. He had to roll out. He had to get out of pressure. Did a little pirouette there around the 40. He, rolled out to the far side. Yeah, he would have lost off about 10 foot. yards if they got him down. Yep. There. Second down and 10 now. Ball still on the 44. Oliver barking the signals. Three wide receivers. Two stacked on top of each other on the near side at the numbers. Oliver, high snap, takes it, throws it out on the far side. Oh, good defensive play by the up back right there to come up there and hit him hard, I think. Was that Barkley Smith that knocked him down there, Gary? No, it was Austin Taylor. Austin Taylor that yeah, knocked him Kipu down. got the uh, pass, but uh, the, the back out there was supposed to block for him missed his block. Junior defensive back, Taylor, he was right there. I mean, he got there at exactly the same time the ball got there. Third down now, 11 yards to go. Try and get the first down right here. Manageable to see. He's got the snap. Oliver back. Throws it right in the middle. Complete. That's he's a great be, catch. He's going to be right, at the first, uh, right past the first down at the 44-yard line of Loganville. Number Larson. four, Jeremiah Ware catches that one for the first down. Sliding catch that time. Was it number two that caught yeah, it? Yeah, it was Larson. That I thought it was Ware that came down with it. One of them. Four, four wideouts this time. Hand off to the running back. He picks a hole across the 40, down to the 43. Stumbles and bumbles down to the 36. That was number 20, Harper. Griffin Harper running back that time. Got eight on that carry. Second down, two yards to go. Well, and plenty of time here. No 346. Run your offense. No need to do anything funny. Yeah. 346 in the quarter. Ware in motion. We'll come back over to this side. Three wideouts. High snap. He grabs it, pulls it down. And the ball's on the ground. It's spinning around. Who falls on it? Luckily, as a far Falcon yeah, close fell to on a, Close to first down. Wow. Wow, it's right on the chain out there, Mike. Elijah wow. Keep. It was the guy who got the got ball. Got that ball. I think it was, was it nine that was Haynes was supposed yeah, to get it. And, he, yeah. and it went out of his hand. And he was looking around on the ground like well, somebody it, who it just. It hit his foot, and he did get the first down. Bounce that, forward that, off of his foot. Yes, yeah, it'll be a first down. His keep a, a, fell on it and gets the first down. He <laughs> made lemonade out of lemon again. I 34. tell you, and that was a pure fumble. He was looking around like somebody had lost their contact lens there. He, well, didn't, it, he had no idea where the ball it was. He hit his foot and rolled forward. First down. One wear in motion coming to the near side. Oliver looking back to pass, throws it up high. Looking for a Larson off his hands. That's a good defensive play. Good Boy, it yeah, was. Real good deal. Larson was open for a second. The defensive back was able to come in there and knock it away at the last second. Emil again, number 20. Okay. 
who came in there. Lindsey Emil, I think. Yeah, Emil, 5'11", 155-pound junior defensive back for the Loganville Red Devils. You know, both of these teams have had some really outstanding plays on pass defense. 252 in the quarter. And that pistol again behind Oliver. Here's his running back. Three wide outs. Oliver hands off to the running back. Running back trying to find a spot. It is to the 30, the 29, the 28, and falls forward to about the 27-yard line. The defense kept dragging him forward. <laughs> Number nine, Cam Haynes was the ball carrier that time. Yeah, All the way down to the 27, third down and about three. Yeah, the defense really helped him out, dragging him forward. One man goes over to the far side. That's going to be Kendall Campbell. He'll line up over there behind Eli Keep. One running back off to the right of his quarterback, Oliver. Oliver back to pass. A little pressure, throws it over the middle. Complete! Right in the middle to 10. Five! Touchdown! Number zero, Elijah Keep for the touchdown. Wow. I didn't see that one opening up right there, but Keep did a nice job coming from the far side to the near side. Caught it about the 10, was able to get away from that would-be tackler and get into the end zone. That's a 27-yard pitch and catch. Wow, big big score out there for the Falcons here before the half. 13-3, to awaiting the extra point. Yeah, turning that turnover into points. You know, Coach Tester liked to see that for sure. Ricinella with Oliver the holder. The kick is up, and it's going to be... Good, 14-3 with 2.06 left at half. And we're back at the kickoff in one minute on 97.5 Glory FM. Just like fine artists use different brushes and styles to create their art, grill masters use different techniques and equipment to create their masterpieces. And that's why we carry a variety of top quality grills at Autry's Ace. Yes, everyone seems to have their own style. We have Traeger and Blackstone grills, along with a full line of green egg. And we're happy to announce the addition of Napoleon grills at Autry's Ace. For those that want to take their grilling game to the next level, come by and see these beauties. Napoleon grills stand apart and they're built to last. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. Gary Glenn here, along with Tyler Jackson, lead pastor at McEver Road United Methodist Church. And Tyler, when folks come to the church, they might be a bit surprised by what they find. That's right, Gary. Our campus is built with the community in mind. So we have a new community garden, walking and exercise trails, and more. Everything is accessible to everyone. So come bring your family. It brings us great joy when our community and neighbors use our campus more than we do. McEver Road, UMC. Loving Christ, loving people, and helping people love Christ. 5226 McEver Road, Oakwood. After the touchdown for Flowery Branch. That's Suarez back to receive the kickoff. Another little one, a little pop-up comes down and one of the up-backs is going to follow. That's number 85, Hunter Easley, a senior tight end, fell on it right there at the 35, 36-yard line. Yeah, 36-yard line. A little pop-up uh, right there. That didn't hit the ground at all. It just came down and easily caught it and fell on it right there. And to 36 will be first and 10 for the Red Devils. Mark it, uh, yep, right at the 36. Ball's on the near hash mark. You will have Brody Hanna, the quarterback. Joseph Barnes, the big back. Right there off to his left. Four wideouts, two on the near, two on the far. Hanna takes the snap. 
Looking, looking, got time. Going to throw it long, trying for seven to start off. They get it down there, complete. Right at the 20, 10, five, brought down at the three. That was a great pass. Beautiful pass and a great catch Barkley. by number three, Barkley Smith. It was a wobbly pass and the defender stumbled as well, but it was a great catch. He came back for it and now all of a sudden he got a chance to cut this thing way back down. That's right, he got a chance to cut it to win within a four-point game again. They got to wait on the chain to get there before they can set it ready for play. First down and goal at the four for Loganville. Well, that didn't take long. Just a few seconds. Minute 50. They got plenty of time. Still got one timeout left. We may, we may get a shootout after all. Got two guys in the backfield. Hand off to Barnes. Barnes goes in untouched for the Loganville touchdown. Their first of the day. 14-9. And all this scoring two touchdowns within a minute and a half of each other, Mike. We thought we'd see that all the time. See, they're going to go for the single point, or are they going to go for two? See what to do right here. We got Rissanella, or excuse me, Pew, is out here to this side. And they've got a timeout if they need it. Let's see what they're doing. They're moving folks back and forth and bringing the kicker off. They, they might be going for two right here to cut it to three, fellas. Uh, they got 14 seconds on the play clock. 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. They might wind up getting a timeout, and they do. They'll get the timeout with 136 and four on the play clock for Loganville. We'll keep it right here, Joe. Up, up to you will love this score at halftime. Pickens 27, White County 19. Good gracious, a shootout up there in Cleveland. Well, that's going to really hurt the Warriors. They'll come back in the second half. Lumpkin 17 to 10 over Dawson. Thank you, Ron. Halftime. At halftime. And Lumpkin. again, the Indians go for the region championship first in school history tonight. First in school history. And well, I heard you and Heath talking the other day, Coach Webb. What's this first something since 1967? Yes. Now, um, this be a huge, huge thing for them. Have home field advantage, if you would, get to host the first couple of rounds. I'll let you know, too, uh, everything works out. We'll be in Delonica on November the 10th in the first round state playoff game with the Indians. And on Saturday, on November the 11th, we'll be with Northall in their first round class quality state playoff game. You're trying to keep me busy, aren't you, my Absolutely, lady? friend. <laughs> As we said, we bring you the most local sports in any of the radio stations in North Georgia. Yes, we do. First down at Looks like they're going for two. Going for two right here is P.P. Right there. You got the man in the shotgun is Hannah. You got uh, three or four wide outs. Hannah's going to get it, toss it to one of his backs, and back's going to go in. Did he get it? Barnes. Yeah, they got it. That was Barnes. He came in motion, got it, fell across the goal line for the two-point conversion, 14-11. And we're back at the kickoff in one minute here on 97.5 Glory FM. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 
Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Back now, the kickoff here from Fly Branch. Pugh, the kicker, the left footer for Loganville, back standing at his 31. We'll take the trot up and hit it at the 40. High or low, one bounce comes down to up back at the 20. He tries to go through a guy, does it to 30, down to about the 32, maybe 33. The up back that time was Cam Haynes, number nine. Got it and brought it out to the 33-yard line. It'll be first and 10 with 131 remaining. If we had another quick score here, guys, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? it here would. with, with, that, uh, that was kind of a squibber, and it was designed to prevent some kind of a long kickoff return being broken. Mm-hmm. problem with that is you already give them a pretty good field position. Right, right. First down, ball's at the 33-yard line of Flowery Branch. We've got one, two, three wideouts on the far side. Haynes comes in at the running back behind his quarterback, Oliver, in the pistol. Oliver takes the snap, looks, looks, got a receiver on the far side. Oh, he caught it. Wow, how about that? Number four comes down with it on the far side. That is Jeremiah Ware. Brings it down in right at midfield. Had to go up high on that one. Brought it down for the first down. And they got all three timeouts left, too. Yes. And, and that was your that was your name guy, Boulder Barrett, making the stop. First down. Take it. High snap. Give off to a running back. Haynes, did he drop it again? Yep. He dropped it. I think the white team got on. Loganville got on at that time. Let's see. Unless Haynes got it back. Umpire's in there, and Loganville comes away with it as they jump up and down. At the 47 yard Number line. Number 51 come out of there with that football. 51. That's I think Boulder that's Boulder Barrett. Yep. All name team, Boulder Barrett comes out with it. Boy, that, that changes things <laughs> yes, a little bit. Yes, it does. Now we got one turnover by each team, interception for one, and a fumble by the other. Well, the Brants turned that interception into points. Now the Red Devils are going to do the same thing. Well, they hit another long one right there. They're going to take the lead. Can they get the ball kicked to start the second half? Yeah, they do. And I want that two-for-one deal. If they were to get out in field goal range and tie it up, wow. First down at the branch, 47-yard line. Oliver, excuse me, Hannah, with Barnes beside him on his left. Four wideouts. Takes the snap, looks, throws it, got a man open. Oh! Threw it behind him. Yeah, he looked over one shoulder and then looked to the other, just kept going straight down the field and he lifted, missed him over the inside shoulder right there. A uh, man streaking up right there. I think that was number eight. Yes. Yep, that would have been Jameen Marshall. And he was, yeah, he was breaking open. Yeah, it was a timing route and mistimed it. Second down, 10 now with 104. That play took all of five seconds. Now they're out of timeouts now, I believe. Yeah, they are. So we'll see what happens. Yep, they are out of timeouts. Hannah, the quarterback, four wideouts. Takes the snap. Hannah does. A few steps back, looking, looking, pointing at a guy. Got a guy, a little pressure there, and he throws it. Pop up and incomplete as he wraps it out of his hands. Jump ball. Yeah, jump ball. The intended receiver was Barkley Smith, and number seven knocks it away, Jordan Elder. 
Yeah, he, th- he literally threw that one up for grabs. It is. Yeah, Elder and number 32, Ty Aikens, get a, gave each other a low five that time because they hit them about the same time and it could not hang on to the ball. Third down and 10 now. 55 seconds to go. Four wideouts, two on either side again. Barnes, the backfield, there to block. Got the block on him, got his, as he threw it complete on this side to Smith, to, uh, yeah, Barkley Smith. He's out, got the first down, down to the 35-yard line. That was a busted coverage, man. Yep. Yeah, he was, He. there's no way he should have been that open. No, he was wide open. Nobody within 10 yards of him. He was wide open on that one. And we oh, got a they got flag a, they got back a flag at the 40. Down. I don't know if we're going to have a hold, a late hit, or what we got. Let's see what we got here. Flag in the backfield. Yeah. I think that was, coach was looking back that direction like what? Now the. Fly is going to come be picked it up and bringing it up here. I don't know if it's going to be on Flyer Branch or what. Yep, looks like the umpire is pointed towards Flyer Branch, so it's going against them. So let's, let's see what, what the call is. Add Dead to that ball. catch. Unsportsmanlike against Flyer Branch. So that's going to be at 15 yards on top of it. We'll push him down inside the 25, down to right at the 20. Yes. 20-yard line. This is dead yeah, even that was a, that a big was play and a big penalty. And now I think we've got a timeout by, time time by Flyer Branch. I think if nothing, anything to slow the momentum slow with the momentum 48 and, seconds left. Yeah, and calm the team down a little bit. That's, this is the timeout like you call in basketball, gentlemen. Yep. You just call it because you're exactly right. Slow that momentum down. That, that, that train started picking up some speed and then Tack on that long penalty when with, with the leg that we saw from that kid, you know, maybe one more run there in field goal range. And I, I mean, with a good chance of getting a field goal. And that's exactly what they were counting on when they went for that two point conversion. Now, because your lead is not four anymore, it's three. Right, right. Well, a good play call early in the game. You know, if you miss it, you're down five. So you still got to score a touchdown. But this way, you're only down a, a field goal to tie it up. First down, 10, balls at the 20, 48 seconds left here in the first half. Loganville has the football. Brody Hanna comes back out after the branch timeout. Coach Tester over asking the umpire yeah. and the head referee what's going on side judge. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's been in the ear of Keith Hammond pretty good. Just letting him know he didn't agree with the call, and Keith said, I understand, just, but that's the call. So. <laughs> or just wanted to know what it was. Yep. So. Barnes back there with his, with his quarterback. Hannah on his left-hand side, four wideouts, two on the near side, two on the far. Ball in the near hash mark. Rolls out to this side. Standing at the 25, throws it incomplete. Oh, we got a flag. It might be pass interference. He's Could throwing be. it in the end zone. Yep. Tanner Renard down there might be on him as he's the one that looked like might have shoved the offensive man as he tried to go up to get the catch right there. I think there. he gave him a hug. A hug? Yes, half the distance if it is on Fly Ranch. As White Hat gets the call, pass interference on the defense. It'll bring up an automatic first down. And it'll be half the distance down to the 10. Well, and they'll mark it and there's 41 seconds left, so there's plenty of time. I thought they'd got away with one early now. Coach Tester's thinking that one wasn't, but his opinion doesn't matter. It's the guy in the striped shirts. That's right, what to have. First and goal. I think it's first and goal right at the 10. Mm-hmm. He Hannah, came out of the end zone. Hannah back there with Hannah. Uh, Hannah back there with Barnes. Got the four wideouts. Stokes, Blake, Berkeley, Smith, and Swarry. Breedlove instead of Blake. They're all in motion. Now they're going to throw it. Looking to throw, looking to throw. Throws it over the top. Over the top incomplete. 
That's going to be incomplete because he was right on the sideline. Had to go up high. Another flag. Two flags. Got two. Yep. Got one back there at the 25. That Let's might be a hole got. there. I think that's going to be a hole. Well, considering the time, I think you take this penalty because it might push him back a little further if you're thinking field goal. Yeah. Still be first down, but it is a holding penalty. Back to the 20. The 10 back to the 20. 35 seconds exactly left here in the first half. 14-11, Flower Branch leads it here in the first half. Devils trying to at least tie the ball game before halftime. Anna back there with Barnes. And now even if you gain no more yards, you're still looking at a 37-yarder, which in high school is not exactly a chip shot. Swarry Breedlove on this side, Barkley Smith on the far side. Mark Smith and Breedlove on the far side. That looks to be, let me see, Jay Stokes on the near side. Nope, that's going to be Jamin Marshall. Either way, Hannah's going to take the snap. Looks, throws it right over the top. Complete. Number one caught that when he's driven back to the 15. But I think it's forward progress as I made Suare. Caught it, got it up to the 10, I believe. 10. 22, 21, 20, second down and goal. Takes it, spikes it, spikes it right there. It'll be second down and goal at the just outside the 10. Should yeah. be third. Jordan Eider. No, they had the penalty. It remained. He first. hit him and he, he got almost all the penalty yardage back. They spotted at the 11 on the hash on your side, guys. 17 seconds left. Well, you, that's, you had to do that. I mean, and you still got two downs to work with. The third down now, third down and goal. Ball's just outside the 10 at the 11. No timeouts. Time for two plays. Empty backfield with Hannah. Hannah takes the snap, looks, throwing a lob right over the top. Yeah. Complete touchdown. Number one, Torre catches it for the touchdown. It's an 11-yarder. And it was a perfect throw. Yeah. That little lob pass, he threw it up there, and no, only one guy could catch it. And he went up there right up the back line and caught it nicely. Ahmed did for the touchdown. He was either touchdown or go for a field goal at that point. That was going to third down play. You say, Joe, they missed it. They had to go for a field goal there. Yeah, big play. They're up three. This could put them up four with the extra point here after that two-point conversion moments ago. 12 seconds left, and they'll get the ball to start the second half, as Gary pointed out a few minutes ago. Devin Pugh, the left footer, to kick it. Bryce Ginsky, the holder. Snap. Oh, by Ginsky behind him. The kick is up, and it is good. 18 to 14 with 12 seconds left here. Now we've got a penalty, maybe. As I heard, whistle. See what we've got down there as the officials talk. Both teams kind of go under their sideline. Let's see what we've got. Wait for it. The line judge is coming over to talk to Coach Cathcart, tell him what they had. And one of the – now everybody's coming off the field. So, whatever they – no, it's just against Flyer Branch. So, After point is good. The, yep. And they're going to kick. On the kickoff. Yeah. They'll assess the penalty on the kickoff. For the first foul against Branch. Then. They'll probably kick it from the 45-yard line of Flyer Branch. Yeah. They'll assess it on the kickoff. They'll kick it from the 45 after the 15-yard penalty, there probably won't be much if any of return. You don't think they don't side kick, do you? Never know. Can't tell. I don't think you do because you don't have any timeouts to work with. Only 12 seconds. 
Well, and that uh, that onside kick could take you eight or ten of those seconds. Exactly. Then, you know. And the umpire is going to walk it up to the 45 of Flyer Branching. They'll kick it from there to start this set of downs. It's a formality, but you have to do it. Yeah. Pew will put it down at the 45 on the near hash mark almost. 12 seconds remaining. He'll split them up while the deep men are Ware and Larson. I still think they're going to squib it. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I still think they're going to squib it, yeah. I thought about putting it in the end zone, but then that gives them a, a down to work with. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to knock it on the, on the ground again and burn some time here. Let's see if I'm right. Pugh takes a trot up. Toll meets leather. Kicks it high. I'm and wrong. <laughs> kicks it all the way into the end zone. It'll be a touchback, and they'll bring it out to the 20. First and 10 for the Falcons. Falcons were up 14 to 3. Down there, down 18 to 14. As Loganfield has scored two unanswered scores here. Well, you got a couple of options here. One, you just throw the Hail Mary because if they intercept it way down the field, you still burned off almost all the time. Be like a long punt. Or you just kneel on it and hope for better things in the second half. But again, as we have said several times, Loganville gets the ball first Logan, time in the second half. Loganville gets it first to start the second half. See what they do right here. It's first and 10 at the 20. Four wideouts on the far side. Empty backfield with Oliver. Oliver takes the snap. It's the hell man. coming on. Going to no. throw it over the far side. Little out pattern. Throws it over there. Complete to number eight. Camel. Camel. Camel got about six, eight, eight yards. Got five yards off the clock. It'll be second down. Two yards to go for the first down. Nice little play call right there. It's prevent defense by Loganville right here. They don't want yeah, to get yeah. anything. This is definitely preventing them getting a touchdown, I know. They give you anything in front. Yep. Oh, yeah. Three wideouts on this side, empty backfield. Three-man rush, too. Everything underneath should be open. Oliver gets Oh, a man comes on him in a hurry. That big running back. Barnes knocks him down for the loss. And that and will be the end down. of the half. That'll be the end of the half. Loganville came back and leads it 18-14 after one half of play. What the last two minutes they had. Yes. Uh, Coach Tester wants to talk to them on the sidelines before they take it in. So that's interesting from that standpoint. We'll see if Jason will get a chance to talk to us. Uh, let's see if I do. I talk to him every Thursday. What a great man he is to talk to each week. Nope, they just got him over there, and now they're going to. See if we can grab something quick with him. <clears throat> Coach, a flurry of activity there in the second quarter. Still anybody's game. How would you assess the first half? Uh, <laughs> Got to watch what I say here. Um, we're, we're not playing very good football, to be honest with you. Undisciplined. Um, you know, we're, we've executed to a certain extent, but we just, you know, they're, they're a good team. And we, we got to do better offensively and defensively. Um, and special teams across the board. We, we can't play like that and win a ball game. So we'll, we'll go in and get it right and come back out second half and, and get back to work. All right. Thank you, Coach. Yes, time. Good luck. All right. There you go. And he'll get it right, no doubt about that, knowing Jason Chester, the head coach of Flyer Branch Falcons at halftime. It's Loganville 18, Flyer Branch 14. Back in two minutes with your United Community Bank halftime report on 97.5 Glory FM. It's time for our halftime report. 
brought to you by United Community Bank on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. Are you thinking about buying or building a new home? There are several really good reasons you should make it an energy-efficient right-choice home from Jackson EMC, including energy savings backed by two warranties, quality control built right into the home, and added value for the life of the home. It's all part of Jackson EMC's promise to provide the highest levels of comfort and energy efficiency. That's why a right-choice home is the best choice for you, only from Jackson EMC. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. And we're back here at halftime here on 97.5 Glory FM. Joe Gailey, Ron Poole, Gary Glenn, Mike Warford with you. Back in our studio producing the game as always. Nathan Laddie will be with you tonight at 11.05 for the final score. After our broadcast, you will hear Chester Proctor and GNN's Georgia Friday Night Lights. And a lot to talk about when it comes to the last two weeks of the regular season. Ronnie, this one right here. Branch has got to come back. The winner of this game clinches the number three spot in the region. And if you lose this ball game, you go the game next week. Right now, Jefferson is on top of Heritage. The Conyers 35 to nothing. We thought that would happen. That would give the Patriots four losses. And then it comes down to next week. If you you can easily have a four-way tie with with the, the loser this ball game. Let's say, for example, it would be Flying Branch. You have them, Wanderbara, Heritage, and Clark Central possibly all. Tied with four losses, then you've got a wild tiebreaker to decide okay. who the number four team is going into the state playoffs. Well, how did Flowery Branch do against those other teams? Well, it's different from the standpoint they uh, they lost to Eastside, lost to Jefferson, they defeated uh, Clark Central by a point, they beat Wanderbara, uh, they would have beaten, according to what happens next week, or Heritage. That's one of the big things there. So, as Coach Chester told me, the tiebreaker is different here in Region 8, Quinte. Instead of a plus 12, minus 12 thing like some regions do, they don't count the losses or your points differential, but they count the point differential in your victories. So, if you had a big win over somebody, that's really going to help you compared to a one-point victory, that kind of thing. And the Brants had that with one of those games against Clark Central earlier on. Right. And uh, so – 
Yeah, so I thought maybe they might do point differential against each other, but uh, everybody. So yeah, all your wins. Right, and so that's the big thing. So that's why this second half is so big for Jason Testrady. He's that business like he is. They'll get oh, it yeah. right. This is what he can do in the second half. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure it's not a pleasant feeling in there. They've had a, they've had a couple of very undisciplined penalties right down the stretch here, and. Uh, the, you know, that that's one thing that gets coaches really upset. Especially week number nine of the season, one oh, week yeah. left next Friday. Here we are yeah. the last week in October, and some schools are wrapping up the regular season. Like Loganville played their last game of the regular season. Last night, Cedar Shoals played their last game of the regular season against North Hall. The Trojans winning on Thursday night by a score of 24-14. to 14. We hear more about that this evening with Jody Kinney during the final score between 11 and midnight on 97.5 Glory FM. Also last night, it was Wesleyan defeating West Hall by a final score of 49-21. to Also, it was Lambert over in Forsyth County defeating South Forsyth 49-7. to Looking at the Long Street Cafe FCA scoreboard here at halftime. Again, our ball game here at halftime is Loganville 18, Flowery Branch 14. The other game in Region 8, Quinte has Jefferson leading here. It is 35-0 at halftime. Also, you have got Eastside on top of one of the Barra at halftime. Again, next week it's going to be Eastside and Jefferson for the region championship there in Region 8, Quinte. It's the top of the hour. We've got a long ball game here this evening. It's 9 o'clock. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on 97.5 Glory FM. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. And back here at Flyer Branch, Ron Poole and Mike Warford with you here at halftime of our broadcast, giving you scores, and we'll talk more here during halftime. Uh, again, we gave you the scores from last night. Halftime, it is for the Region 7 AAA Championship for Lumpkin County as they're looking for their first ever title as they're on top of Dawson County, 17-10 at halftime, and the Tigers playing their final game of the regular season. It's something to get through in the month of October on playing your final game yeah, of the season. It really is. <laughs> also at halftime up in Cleveland, how about this one? White County trailing Pickens 27-19. And we had to look at the schedule again, how things are with the Sanders. We'll get back to the studio for the final score. That was a big ball game. And next week, it's Gilmer taking on White County. Gilmer with the big win last week against Dawson County. If Dawson loses that game tonight, they could be out. Gilmer could be in. And a game with White County and Pickens is so big. So next week could determine whether or not the Warriors get in to the state playoffs as one of the top four teams in Region 7 uh, AAA from that ball game. Also not around the area for the Region 8A Division One championship in a sense over in Commerce. It is tied up Raven County 17, Commerce 17. Raven County had their 50-game regional winning streak snapped a couple weeks ago by Elbert County. And so you look now about losses. Uh, Commerce already defeated Elbert County. So according to what happens tonight, if, let's say, Raven County ends up winning, it, all three teams would have one loss. And they had to go to tiebreaker to decide who would be the number one, two, and three teams. All four teams in Region 8, a Division One go to the playoffs. Only four teams run in that region with Raven County, Commerce, Elbert County, and Athens Christian in Region 8 AA play. Union County was leading Athens Academy 21-7 at halftime. Fellowship Christian, the private school out of Atlanta, 
They're in region 8AA, believe it or not, and they're the number one team in that region, and they're leading Banks County. But a very close score is taking on Fellowship Christian going into halftime. And that ballgame, last score, last score I heard was 7-3 in favor of Fellowship Christian. The big score, we saw this coming down in Beaufort. Last week it was the Wolves defeating Decula 66-0. Right now at halftime, they're on top of Mountain View, 51-0 there at Tom Ryan Stadium, leading the Bears of Mountain View this evening in that region. Also around the area, uh, still waiting, trying to get a score on Johnson and Clarkston as they get this. The Knights have a chance to finish 500, which is really a story in itself right there. Clarkston winless on the season. The Angora's out at DeKalb County. Uh, they're playing non-region. And get this, you've got uh, right now, they're I think in the same region. Last week you had Drew Hills, which really has turned things around. They're 6-1-1 after defeating Johnson 41-0 last week. The Knights taking on Clarkson tonight, which is winless. And next week, they've got the school formerly known as Grady, Midtown. The Knights of Midtown taking on the Johnson Knights next Friday night. So the Knights have a very good chance of finishing 5-5 five and five this season, especially where, if they get the win tonight. Is that game down there? No, it'd be at Johnson, Johnson. Both both tonight and next week, and both at Johnson. Okay. And uh, the, I think the the – Surprise of the night to me is uh, the way Chet is is fighting East for South, only down 21-13 at halftime. Bingo, it's a big one there in Region uh, 8 quality for that one. Just think, if Stuart Cunningham team could win their first ball game on the road at East for South, then next week's ball game we got with East for South and North Hall is bigger than ever because now Cherokee Bluff's got a chance to come in and be one of the top four teams in the region going to the same playoffs. Yeah, and it looked like they were out of it. <laughs> and uh, they, they play North Oconee next week. The Bears have the night off there back in action next week as they go up against North Oconee. And tonight it's all North Oconee as we expected over East Hall winning in 42-7, still playing in the first half there at Valhalla. Yeah, the big shocker over my way on Northwest Georgia, Cass is leading Calhoun 24-7 at halftime. And what has happened to Calhoun? Yeah, they have slipped back a little bit this year. This, that would be their fourth loss if they lose that Bingo. game. And they may not make the playoffs run. Yeah, and they, and they play Cartersville down to the wire. Cartersville, one of the top teams in the state. Think what might happen if the Yellow Jackets don't make the state playoffs there out of that region. There will be a coaching change. That, that, Automatic. <laughs> they, those people down there, just that is instant gratification or – or changes will be made. Well, that's right now your halftime report here of 97.5 Glory FM. It comes to the Long Street Cafe FC scoreboard. We're back in two minutes or more of the United Community Bank halftime report on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Securities, no contract, and local service, they are a clear number one. 
So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. What's up with the hockey mask, David? Well, you said we were talking about Stanley Cups. Not that Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cups that everyone has gone crazy about. Oh, yeah. People do love those amazing cups. We have a great selection of bottles, mugs, and the popular 30-ounce tumbler. Yes, they've become a statement piece. Perfect for work, road trips, working out, and all occasions. Come see our selection at Autry's Ace. The perfect gift to give or keep. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. No hockey puck required. Now, back to the United Community Bank Halftime Report. Right here on 97.5 Glory FM. Here from Fire Branch and a big last two minutes for Loganville. They'll get the ball to start the second half of play. And talk about moving, changing momentum, guys. That was, had to be a big thing for Gene Cathcart's team there toward the Boy, end of the first it, half. What, what, it definitely was. I mean, they've got all the momentum right now. And they get the ball coming out in the second half. Uh... Fire Branch really could use a turnover, really, to start. Well, defensive stand of the Nelson Or a three and out. Three and out or a turnover is really what the biggest thing they need. Got a score here. It is at halftime in Cole Mountain at Raider Valley. It is Gainesville on top of North Forsyth, 21-14, looking to extend that regular season winning streak for Josh Nimble to 19 straight games there for Gainesville. And next week, the Elephants will close out the season on the road in Houston as they take on the Jackson County Panthers coming up next week. And the thing is, how far can the Elfins go? Can they make it to the Bens for the state championship in December? That's the big question right now for that's, them. That's what they're wanting to do. You know, they've been outscoring a lot of folks early. And uh, tonight, North Forsyth give them a run for their money for sure. you got a shootout uh, going on down in Commerce, 17-17 at the half. A uh, big, uh, uh, was that 8-2-A, 7-2-A game between those two region Raven and Raven in Commerce. That's reason 8A Division One. Division One, 8A Division One. Yep. Now they need to get away from that. They're totally messing me up on that. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. Get the higher enrollments and the lower enrollments. Only four teams, Joe, in that region. I was talking to Rod uh, during the first part of our halftime report. If Raven County wins that ball game, there's a three-way tie for first place. Yeah. With one week remaining of the schedule, mm-hmm. and Athens Academy will be the number 14. Only four teams in the region. So we got. Raven County, Commerce, Elbert County, and Athens Academy, all four heading to the state playoffs there in Class A and get this Athens Academy winless. Well, it'd be interesting to find out what their tiebreaker is. If the tiebreaker runs a lot or score a point differential, or yeah. is it, you know, what is it? That'd be interesting to find out. The uh, Banks County down 14-3 to three at, the, uh, at the third quarter to Fellowship Christian. And that's really big because Fellowship Christian put up a lot of scores. They are. That's a, that's a big game for them. Probably a senior night or, or homecoming for Banks County. You've got uh, Pickens and White. We're missing that 27-25. Raven County all over, or excuse me, Habersham Central all over. Appalachia 28 to nothing. Uh, yeah, they've already scored two times in the third quarter. It was 14-0 at halftime. The Union County 35 over Athens Spartans 7. Yeah, Athens Academy was uh, the trail was 21-7 at halftime, and already you see uh, Michael Perry's team there scoring a couple of 
touchdowns there in the third quarter. That reason eight double A game. Well, and this this the score fixing to give you has a little bit of outcome a bearing on this one. The East East Side Eagles over Wanda Bear twenty eight to nothing. And I, yep. I, I if depending on the wins and losses there, if if the, if the Falcons can come back and win this game, I think that they 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 clinch third place. Clinch, yeah, and I was thinking that's what I read. Today. If they lose, they'll have. Three losses with one game left of the schedule. Wanda Barra has four losses. I think Clark Central uh, has four losses. And then you look at Heritage, they would have four losses. So it comes down to next week. All kind of crazy things could take place coming up mm-hmm. next week. Again, you could have the top three seeds determined between Jefferson and Eastside. The winner of the game next week would be the number one seed. You would have the winner of this game. It could be, you know, if they say it was Loganville, they need to have Branch would be it could be tied with the other three teams left in the region for that number four playoff spot. That's why this second half we're talking about, Joe, is just so important. It is, and it, you look. You, let's drop down to four A. Madison County on top of Walnut Grove, twenty-one to six at the half. And that's going to clinch things for Madison County mm-hmm. right there. And right now you're going to have, of course, North Oconee undefeated number one. It's amazing, Joe. They've got all the rankings have Benedictine. You know that school down in yep. Savannah, that yep. private school there with the cadets, a true military school down there, a Benedictine, number one. You've got North Oconee, number two. That could be a showdown at the Bends later on. But right now, uh, you look at then Madison County and North Hall, and then it comes down to the number four team. Could it be East Forsyth or will it be Cherokee Bluff? Mm-hmm. That's the big question right now with one week left on the schedule. Got about uh, about two and a half minutes left before the three-minute period starts. One more score for you here, and kind of a surprising one from up in uh, Tacoa, Oconee County. The Warriors are up 14 to 10 on the Indians. Ooh, they took a the lead there in the third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 14 to 10, Oconee County over Stevens County. Oglethorpe County has, has been resurgent. They've been getting better. They've been kind of the stepping stone for a long time. They're getting back in it. They're up on Social Circle, who had a really good team last year and year before. They're uh, Oglethorpe's up 10 to 7 on that one. Yep, and that's a uh, Class A matchup from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, we'll wrap things up for our halftime report, get ready for the kickoff of the third quarter. Here on 97.5 Glory FM, your, your, your United Community Bank halftime report. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. Hi, everybody. Gary Glenn here along with lead pastor at McKelvey Road United Methodist Church, Tyler Jackson. And Tyler, what excites you about being part of the community? We enjoy finding new ways to love and support our community from engaging with local schools to supporting children and families in need, as well as partnering with other local organizations so that we can do more good together. We love any and every opportunity to make the love of Jesus real to everyone. You can learn more at McEverUMC.org. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 
Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org org slash black and blue. Getting ready for the second half of play here on 97.5 Glory FM again next week. These two teams, at least one of these two teams are next. This is the last game of the regular season for Loganville. Flyer Brand will play on Thursday down in Rockdale County against Heritage and Conyers in their last game of the regular season. We're going to be at North Hall for the Region 8 Quad A battle between East Forsyth and North Hall. The Broncos of East Forsyth have lost three straight games, only leading Chesapeake by eight points at halftime. And again, it's, boy, you, you hate to even cheer for those two teams because you love Stuart Cunningham, knowing him, and then what a great job. And what a great guy Brian Ellison is there at East Forsyth. Yeah, it's, uh, all of them are good guys, and you, you know, you just gotta keep playing them and see who finishes, see where, see where you have to go at the end of it. Um, Pickens has scored again, they're up 33-25 in Cleveland over White County. Again, that's a huge ball game. Joe, i got to look and see when we get back to the final score, how that's going to affect the Warriors because it comes down to next Friday night then between Gilmer and White County there in Cleveland. Yep, it could be. And you know, Gilmer, with that offensive, uh, that they, you never who, who, the, who the ball, who's going to get the ball. Uh, with that running back offense they run, and you never can tell what they what I mean, they Gilmer could finish number three in that region mm-hmm. behind Lumpkin County and Wesleyan. And, again, a loss tonight. Well, Dawson County is going to knock them out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and end the season for Sid Maxwell's team. Yep. Well, they, we're into the minute and a half left in the extra three-minute period here. Let's we'll see. What, what you got to do now for Coach Jason Tesser and Joe to get ready for the second half of well, play you, you is play a, defense. Yeah, you got to have a three and out to start with, I would think, and, you know, at least hold them and get the ball back and go down. They, uh, you know, they, they, they went down a while ago. They were, it was 14 to 11. Uh, and then fumble the ball. you got to take care of the football in that situation. Just go in with a lead at the halftime, but you allowed them to come down and score again and made it 18-14 uh, to 14, uh, Loganville. And you just you got to hold them. They're, gonna, they're out there talking to folks before they get started here, and then we'll get going. Well, I can have a, a busy show this evening with the final score between 11 and midnight. I can talk to Heath Webb, uh, also Josh Niblett, Sid Maxwell, at least one more time here from Dawson County. Uh, we Harrell uh, Johnson, Jody Kenny for North Hall is going to call us about last night's ball game during the show. But even talked to even Drew Harris about what's going on with White County. So we have a very busy show between 11 and midnight this evening on the final score, kicking things off at 11:05 right here on 97.5 Glory FM. You always are busy on Friday nights. You know the, the thing is, is, is I when I leave the, the ballpark, Ron's taking you to the station, and I'll go ahead and turn my phone on on to, to 97.5 on the TuneIn app, and I'll be listening, listen to the ball scores on the statewide level, and then I'll listen to you, and you're just constantly busy. We're going to have to hire you a secretary. Oh, wait, Ron's there. <laughs> <laughs> to, and, to help and, out and, a little bit. That's, and Nathan's there for and a little Nathan's bit. There for, Nathan's there for a while, too. So you guys are busy on Friday night. Well, what I love is when these coaches answer the phone, Joe. That's what helps out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not even thinking about it. You know, they just put it up on that. All right, so they will. Uh, There's the horn. Yep, Flyer Branch will kick off. Brooks Rissanella will kick it off to Loganville. Loganville has a couple of guys back. Charles Barkley-Smith back. 
in the deep position around the 15. He stands back there with another young man. Here's the kick. High end over end going to come down around the – oh, it's not going to go in. Oh, my, they got lucky, Mike. Yeah, it hit at the two, bounced back towards the five, and flare branches, and, and the, the Loganville guys walked away from it, and it took another bounce and back back into the end zone for the touchback. Wow. The free yeah. ball there, that too. Could have been, yeah, that could yeah. have been a long onside kick for a touchdown, couldn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like the – remember the Georgia game? And against Notre Dame. Yes, sir, I do remember. Yep, a long onside kick. Got it inside the five. Got the touchdown. Well, another thing that Branch has got to do now is get some pressure on Hannah. Yeah, they you do. You cannot yeah. let him sit back there and pick you apart like he did at the end of the second quarter. That big number 79, Carter Hayes, that uh, tackle on this side is a big boy right there. I know you've seen him down there, Greg Bish right beside him. You've got one, two, three, four, four wide outs. Quarterback, or excuse me, the running back. Barnes runs over and helps out with some pads. They're going to throw a lob pass right over here. The man's going to catch it and fall down at the 39. That was number three, Charles Barkley Smith. He caught it and got the first down, a 19-yard completion to the 39, first and 10. Just like that. Yep. Ty Aikens on the stop. It's exactly what we said they had to do, they didn't do. Yep. They had to cover him right there, and they just they left him wide open. Barkley Smith was wide open, caught that one, and couldn't get his footing and slipped down to 39, handoff to – the big man Barnes. Barnes gets around the guy out to the 45 for about a seven-yard gain. Second down, three yards to go. Got some speed too, doesn't he? The he big does. Guys. Yeah, yeah. He gets when he once he gets going. Number six, uh, Ferguson made the tackle for the branch. What I've noticed with Barnes all night long is he picks his holes extremely well and hits them in a hurry. Second down, three yards to go. Balls to 45. Got to get to the 48. Four wideouts, three on the near side, ball on the far hash mark. Hannah with Barnes beside him on his right this time. Hannah takes it, quick throw on the far side, complete over there to the receiver for the first down. See who caught that one, number zero caught that one. It's going to be Tyler Breedlove for the first down across midfield to the 49-yard line, first and ten. So they're going to come zooming down the field, 10.56, minute, just a little That's over That's all that play was designed to do was just get the first down. Larson hit him almost immediately, but again, first down. Ball at the 49, 10.44, just beginning here. Loganville up 18 to 14. Hannah gets his sign, walks back over to the, next to his running back, Barnes, takes the snap, throws a little lob way over the top, Man is open, briefly caught it down at the 22, number three. Barkley Smith with another huge catch down to the 22. About a 26-yard pass completion in first down that time. Eider and Aikens in on the stop. You know, another thing about Hannah is, guys, he gets rid of the ball in a hurry, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's very impressive. Real nice touch on the ball. That might be why he's got 2,500 yards this year. Exactly. I mean, he got that ball then and just turned it loose. First down at the 22. And do I see it right? He's only a sophomore. Look it up here in a second. Hannah gets it. Hands off to his running back, Barnes. Barnes gets through that hole down inside of the 20 to about the 17. He, he kinda, slipped a little bit. Yeah, he put his hands on, Car- on Carter Hayes right there and went inside and slipped. Got down to about the 17. Yeah, Cam Hayes hit him, but he, he slipped and still got five yards. Yeah, Hannah is only a sophomore, according to the roster, Ron. That's uh, pretty pretty impressive for a sophomore. 
He'll come back. You got Barnes over on his right now. Four wide ass ball in there, hash mark. 9.32, second and five. Hannah still looking over to the sideline, gets his play. Now he's standing back out there. He stands at the 23. Balls at the 17, takes the snap, looks, throws it right over the middle. Did he drop it? Yeah, he, he dropped, dropped it. It'll be incomplete. That was intended that time, I breed think, again, for Breedlove. And Breedlove let it slip through. Of course, he had the defensive guy breathing down. his crawling on his back right there. So it would be incomplete pass, and it'll come back. It'll be third down now. But it was a beautiful crossing pattern. Oh, it was. I mean, he was. Right in stride. He should have hung on to that. In fact, I thought for a minute he had, and it was going to be a fumble. But they said no dice. I think, the defense, I think Gary, the defender, kind of raked him from behind and helped him pull his arm back from under it so he couldn't hold on to it. Third down and five. Hannah, back in the gun. Four wideouts, three on the far side. Barnes is in a slot. Tight end kind of spot over on the far side. Pitch, under shovel pass to Barnes. Oh, and they read it good. That time, number zero, uh, Elijah. No, that was number nine that time. Kim Haynes comes in from that defensive line position, linebacker position, makes the stop. About a two-yard loss, fourth down, seven yards to go. You know, he may have been a, a spy, spying mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Barnes that time. Just wherever he goes, you make sure that if he's got the ball, you get him down. Well, the branch is bowed up here a little bit now. you got a fourth down play. Let's see what they're going to do. Looks like they're going for it. I'm going to go forward on fourth and about seven. Going to put Barkley Smith in motion. Hannah looks to throw over the top. He went out, intercepted at the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I got a black in the back, number 32. Is the man with the football, Ty Akins. Another flag down near the tackle. <laughs> he caught it around the 5, sprinted out to about the 32, 37 now. But we've got two flags on the play. Let's see what we got. Well, one's probably going to be an illegal block or a hold. I don't know. Branch is hoping for offsetting right now, but let's see. See, we've got a sideline warning. It's going to be against Loganville. And then on the other one, it's probably going to be a it's going to be a first down right there. That's the only thing we got sideline warning on Loganville. So it'll be a first down for the Falcons at the at their own 38-yard line. Yeah, if they get if they get another one, they get a penalty for it. Both flags get apparently on the sideline. Yep. All right, first and ten for the Falcons. New life with 8:26 down 18 in the third. Oliver back. Slow developing play, hands off to number 20, who gets it out there, Griffin Harper. Griffin gets out to the 40, maybe the 41. So I'll give him about three yards. It'll be second down seven for the Falcons. The momentum, you know, is a tenuous thing in high school football, but the, the branch sure did need that. Yes, that was oh, yeah. huge. That, that, was, that would have been mm-hmm. terrible for them if they marched right down the field and tacked on another score, even if it had just been a three. Well, a turnover and the the, the, the inter, uh, interception and the return gave him a little bit better field position, too. Second down, seven yards to go. Oliver with the football, throws it right over the top, incomplete in and out of the hands of his oh, intended and receiver. And almost picked off. Jeremiah Ware with a white jersey right behind him. Ron is correct. Almost picked it off there. Tip Austin, Austin Taylor, number seven, is kicking himself because well, he had six if he catches yes, it. Yes, sir. 7.46 in the quarter. 18-14, Loganville, three receivers to the far side, one back. One man jumps over now, the line. That's number 48 offsides. Yep, that's going to be then, Well, that helps the branch Caden out Palmer. quite a bit. 
That helps branch out quite a bit. Yeah. Makes yeah. them manageable now, as you'd like to call it, Ron. Third gives them five yards to be third down and about two that's, after uh, that. Yep. Now that's Caden Palmer. He is a freshman. Hard count going on the hard count. Balls at the 46. Got to get to the 48. Three wideouts all far side. One man behind him. Oliver looks to be Jordan Elder. Puts a man in motion back to the far side. Elder trying to get inside. One man wraps him up and then pulls him back. It is Elder. Elder got and close. He didn't, he didn't get there, I though. don't think he did. I think he only got about to the 47, so he's about a yard short, it looks to me. They tried yeah. to go misdirection mm -hmm. out of the backfield. But, and, but and I think if you're the branch, the you've got to go for this. I think they are right here. They run Elder off and run, looks like Harper back in or maybe Haynes. Try to get That's Haynes. Watch Harper in the game. You see him get Trying a hard count up. again. Yep. 16, 15, 14. Flip-flop a guy from one side to the other. That's Fetterman. They take it. Snap. Looking, looking, looking. A man in the middle. Oh, almost intercepted. Seth Larson. Did he, ca did he catch it or not? They went for a pass on – they went for the pass on yeah. fourth and really short. I, yep. Ooh. Well, that's a roll of the dice. It didn't come up with snake eyes. Yeah, so, I thought Larson might have caught it. How about the score here, Joe? Seven minutes to go in the ball game at the dungeon. Johnson twenty-eight, Clarkston six. All right, well, Clark's got a score. That's all. Awesome. Go Unites. Go yeah. Coach Harrell and the Knights. What a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. super. And, nice and I'm, it's great to see them have some success. Absolutely. Puts him at four and five, I think, this year, doesn't Mike? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. First down. For the Red Devils, now ball he, at the 47. Larson never had it. He just got raked out of yep. his hand. Never had control. Fell on it right there at the end, but that didn't count. So listen right quick. If Johnson wins the, next week, they'll have more wins than Chester T, West Hall, East Hall, Riverside, and Lakeview combined. Wow. And there's Barnes with a big run right up the middle. He gets 11 close yards to, for him. Got a flag at the end. Right at the 37-yard line. I think he grabbed his face mask as a tackle. Might I be. Believe, I believe it's what happened. Yeah. Big number 45 saying it's on them, which is Joseph Barnes. And I think it's a face mask, which if it is, that will give him another 15. And at the 37. Foul. Uh, it didn't say face mask. I thought he grabbed his uh, Push him down to mask. the 22. Another nope. un, yep. another undisciplined penalty. Mm -hmm. Down to the 22 now. First and 10 for the Red Devils. 6.53 in the quarter. Trying to go up by 11 if they get the score and the touch, the, the extra point. They're up by four now, 18-14. Well, you heard Coach Tester say at halftime that they weren't playing very good football. They need to clean up some of this stuff. Blitz late. Give off to Barnes. He gets about two to the 19. Number 19 comes in, Frank Perez, and makes the tackle that time. Yeah, Perez can match up with him pretty good. Perez listed as a, a kind of a fire plug kind of guy at 5'8", 203. Mm -hmm. About my size. Second down, eight yards to go, ball right on the 20. Near hash mark, four wideouts, two on the near, two on the far. Barnes looks over with his quarterback, 18 on the play clock. I think I called it shot clock earlier. Mike and I'll get to start that on the 14th. <laughs> then I will be confused. Yeah, we'll be here. That's right. Jackson and Dawson, or uh, Flyer Branch in Dawson County. Over the top, Hannah throws it complete over there. Oh, in and out of the hands. They're going to say it's incomplete. Good call by the referee. 
Oh, now no, they're saying, say he's a now they're saying he fumbled it. Yeah, well, Augustin Ooh. hit him immediately. And the two officials are talking. They're talking about it. The first off the sign will look like incomplete. Now they're saying it was complete, and it will be Flower Branch's ball on the recovery. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's going to be, Ron. It's going to be a Let's see if they show it catch. again on the board. It's going to be a catch, a fumble, and a turnover for Flyer Branch to recover. First down and 10 at their own 16. Escaped the bullet right there, if you will. Twice now. Mm-hmm. Twice yeah. now. And you can't keep ha counting on that kind of stuff. Nope. nope. Can't do that. That's interesting. All right. Flyer Branch with the football. They're flip-flopping guys from side to side. They're going to put four on the far empty backfield. Oliver back there, 5.57 in the quarter. Oliver takes the snap. You've got four guys, two guys running a short wrap, throws it complete right there to 25. That is going to be Ware. Ware to the 30, the 35, the 40, and run out of bounds to the 42. That's a big play right there. Get out of the hole. <coughs> Jeremiah w went long, and he turned around and came back, caught it around the 24, sprinted up the sideline out to the 41 for a big first down. Well, it's been pretty much all through the air for the branch tonight. They have had very little to speak of as far as the running game is concerned. Well, they, you know, Gary, they started out early with a couple of runs, thought they were going to kind of open it up, and then it got shut down in a hurry. And, and now they've gone almost exclusively to the air. Mm-hmm. One guy in the backfield, hand off to him on the far side. That was Reed, it looks like, or uh, yeah, Keep, yes. number zero, Elijah yeah, Keep, and he got about uh, three or four out to the 45. Going to give him four, yeah, second yeah. down six. Just as we say about the pass, and they hand off for a running play. But <laughs> that's been few and far between now. Yeah. Second, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if they don't go back to the air on this down. Second down six, four-man front. And they got three guys now out five. to the left. <laughs> one of the linebacker cheats up there for Loganville. Almost seven in the box. Three guy on the far side, one in the backfield. Next to the quarterback, Oliver, back, looking, pressure on him. Complete down to the 47 of Loganville. Spins and gets tackled at the 46. That's Larson. Seth Larson on the completion. Caught that one. I thought he was waiting too late there, Ron. He got it to Seth, broke open right there at the 48. Caught it. I, I know, and he threw it in a crowd a little bit, too. <laughs> 528 in the quarter now. First down at the 46 of Loganville. Three guys out to this side now. One guy in the backfield, right behind in the pistol, behind Oliver. Oliver takes the snap, looks to pass far side. Pressure coming on him. Backs up some more. Now he throws it long over the top. Got a man down there. Oh, that's pass interference. That is going to be incomplete right there at the 21. As the defensive back came over the top, knocked it away, intended receiver and was and Larson. Over, and literally over the top. I, ooh, I don't know how you not call that. Yeah, I, I mean, because he definitely made contact. Going, oh, yeah, I, I guess they said, you know, he's got as much right to the ball, but he went through the receiver to get it. For they've got uh, one guy back behind Josh Oliver, three wide outs on the near side. Ball's on the far it? hash mark. Oliver looking, got it. Takes the snap, hands off to his running back. Running back, far side, gets across. That is Jordan Elder, almost close to the first down. Looks about two yards short. Mike? They're spotting it at the 38. Updating the score in Cleveland. Joe Tripp makes a score of touchdown. Missed the two-point BAT. Pickens 33, White County 31. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Going to be like that doggone Lumpkin White game last year, last week, wasn't it? Wow. That was a heck of a ball game. Four overtimes? Yes. Wow. Nudged out of bounds by Bryce Ginsky that time. So yeah. be third and three, it looks like. Third down three, got to get to the 36. They're at the 39. Three wideouts, two on the near this time. 
One back right behind his quarterback. Oliver stands at the 44, takes the snap, gives it off to the running back, goes around to the far side. Harper, Harper, first down, 30, 25, 20, down the sideline, 15, 10, 5, knocked down inside the 5 at the 3. Knocked uh, the ball out of his hands, but he was tight roping the sideline. I'm looking right at him. He did not step out of bounds. So maybe they under, maybe they overheard us about getting that running game going That's on. what it was. They listened to your headset. You let somebody bar and they said, doggone it, we're going to run it a while. They got it down to the 4, first and goal. Oliver handed off to the big running back, Griffin Harper. Harper towed the mail that time. He is a sophomore, so the running back position looks pretty good yep. for Coach Tester for the next few years. On the on the four, on this on the hash on this side. So a chance for the branch to retake the lead. Ball on the far hash mark, three wideouts this side. Oliver takes the snap, hands off to Harper again, goes in the middle, gets tackled from behind, brought down to the five. No gain as he no no gain as he's gang tackled by four or five white jerseys to drag him down. Yeah, they were looking for him that time. Yep. <laughs> Tried to do a little misdirection in there and going behind Harper and Scott and Wynn. Just couldn't get it to happen. Yeah. Second down, goal for the Falcons now. 423 left here, the third quarter. And they gave a yard back that time, so now it's second and five for a touchdown. Now Larson and Campbell on the near side. Ware on the far side, probably going to go for the fade pass. I hear the coach talking in front of me. Oliver gets the snap, looks, comes to this side, looking, looking, got pressure from behind, looks to throw it late. Did he catch it? Touchdown, I believe. Yeah. Larson. Yep. Larson caught it right yeah. towards the back of the end zone, and he it covered hard. it up, and a man tackled him immediately. Yeah, it was hard to see if he had it. Yeah. Well, I usually look for the referee's hands to go up. I couldn't see his hands up, but yeah. Larson came up and his teammates well, I, were cheering. So I was looking through the window and the screen. I <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of in a different place tonight. We don't have any open windows in front of us, but they do. The air conditioner works up here, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's, for this time of year, it's 20 to 18, a three-point lead, trying to make it for the kicks up by Rossinella, and it is good. 21-18 with 3.58 remaining in the third. And we're back at one minute from Fly Branch on 97.5 Glory FM. For many of us, purchasing a home is the largest investment we will make in a lifetime. It's so important to know the home you are buying will be comfortable and energy efficient all year. And that is exactly why Jackson EMC created the Right Choice Program. Right Choice homes are built from the ground up and guaranteed to provide comfort and energy savings. And that's something we can all appreciate. Right Choice Homes, energy efficient, guaranteed, and only from Jackson EMC. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. Call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. Rissanella back to kick off after the touchdown and extra point for the Falcons. That's Oliver's third score, by the way. One running and two passing. Soiree back in Barkley Stokes. Going to come down out of bounds on the far side. I believe we'll have the penalty flag fly up. And they'll bring it out to the 35. It'll be first and 10 for Loganville after the penalty. Gives a chance to say over in Dawsonville, it is Lumpkin County 31, Dawson County 23. What a game. 
And up in Cleveland, you said it was 33-31. Yes. Nine uh, minutes to go in the ball game. Pickens leading that one. Madison County yeah. over Walnut Grove, 42-13. East Forsyth scored again. They got those 27-13 now over – now they're 28 over Chester, Chester T. T. Simply amazing. These guys are just going crazy. East side with a big lead. All right. Loganville comes up. They've got Hannah with a back four wideouts. Ball on the far hash mark at the 35. Barnes beside him on his right. Hannah takes the snap, hands off to Barnes immediately. Across the 35, out to about the 40, knocked down there by a couple of black jerseys. Number eight in the lead on that, Campbell Campbell. I tell you what, he can, to be as big as he is, he can squirt through a small he, hole. He can, he yeah. can. Cam Haynes, and a, you know one thing, I, I, Flower Branch has made, for the most part, good tackles tonight. They've been wrapping them up. Mm -hmm. Hadn't bounced off of a lot of branches. A couple of times, maybe. But that was an example of that, wrapping up that big guy. Second down, five. Single setback. Going to hand off to big man Barnes again. Barnes going to push and push and push and get six out of it to the 46 and get a first down for the Red Devils. Big line got behind him once he got done. He kept the legs churning. He got immediately. The first hit was about the 43. He kept going just across the 45 for the first down. Okay, if they repeat their pattern, now it's time for them, for Hannah to drop back and throw it deep. Yep, he's re-snapping on the helmet, one of the chin yeah, straps. Look at the, look at the chains, Jones. Look at the chains in the ball. Yep. They're not just past it. Yeah. Not on the same place, are they? No. Didn't look like it. Pass right over there. Complete on the far side. They got it over there. Was that uh, Breedlove again, Yes, Ron? it was. Breedlove caught that one around and it, the – And the chains didn't matter on that one. 40, and they got down to the 35. And, uh, Gary, you called it right as they – you said they'd probably go for a pass, and they did. And yeah, it wasn't, as, it wasn't as deep as I thought it was, but it wasn't no short pass either. Well, the short passes will get you there just as, just as easy. It may take you a couple more minutes. 2.52 in the quarter. Falcons back in the lead, 21-18. Hannah stands there beside his running back, Barnes. Hannah, the quarterback, he's a sophomore. Not any wideouts, but all kind of in a slot. Hand off to Barnes. Barnes, big hole across the 30, down to about the 26, 27. About uh, eight yards what, they, second down. Excuse me, Joe. They're biting it off in big chunks. They are. They are. Well, they pound it with Barnes, and then they catch you trying to play the run, and then they dump it over the over to the side that time. for That one went for, what, about 20 yards. Yep. Then they come back with Barnes. So they may run him again and then throw another pass. Well, a nine-yard pickup on that one. They're down inside the 30, about the 26 and a half. Second down. There's the snap. Hannah gives it to Barnes. Barnes is going to get three or four across the 25 to the 23. And get the first and he'll down. Have the first down. Well, let's see if they go pass again, run it a couple times and pass it, run it a couple times pass it. Well, see they've moved they the ball well all oh, they have. They have moved the ball. Well, they, moved they, they got Flowery Branch back on their heels a little bit now because they don't know what to expect. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what the Red Devils are doing here with this particular style of offense. First down at the 23. On Flower Branch, 155 in the quarter. Hannah looking over to the sideline, getting the play call from his offensive coordinator. They move Barnes from one side to the other. He only left now four wideouts. Takes a low snap, looking to pass. Rush coming on him, hits him right as he throws it. It'll be incomplete. That was, a, that was a blitz there. That was a call blitz from the secondary. That was Frank Perez mm -hmm. Yeah, coming in hard on that time. And, and you saw what happened when they disrupted it. That's they've got to do more of that, guys, if they're going to win this ball game. Yeah, they, I was going to say that was one that and they didn't pick up. 
Nobody picked up Perez. Coach Tester was out questioning the White Hat again, asking, I guess he was wondering why it wasn't intentional grounding. Meanwhile in Cleveland, Joe, Pickens just <laughs> scored, missed the PAT 39-31 seven minutes ago in Cleveland. Holy moly. How Pickens on that? top. And on the far side, throws it over there to Breedlove. Breedlove catches it around the 17, or catches it around the 20, no, around the 17, runs it down to around the 13 for the, uh, the first down. Augustine shoves him out. Got to keep him out of the end zone. Got some good receivers, good hands by these guys. They've caught it well in the second half. Yeah. There's a timeout call. Let's see who it's going to be by. Uh, had an injury maybe? There's a flag. Okay. Dead right, ball. Right here at about the uh, 23. Yeah, going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct on no, Stevens. No, I thought it was, on, thought it was uh, sideline. Uh, it, it, I bet this is going to be on this unsportsmanlike conduct on Flowery Branch. And wow. now the White Hat's going over, picking up something and bringing it back in. It might have been his flag. I think it is. Yep. Yeah. First and goal now at the six. Well, so that was on the sideline, I'm sure. Yeah. I thought he was giving a sideline warning the way he was doing his hands. Either way, the penalty pushes it down to the six, first and goal, 132 in the quarter. Nice. That time the undisciplined come from the sidelines. Yep. Full-size backfield. I'm going to hand off in a hurry to Barnes. Barnes across, walks it into the end zone after being hit at the three, Man. walks in for the touchdown. Well, we bragged on about wrapping up, but that time they did not. The big yep. guy just kept his legs churning and winning, standing up. Official time, we got a timeout on the field. That was a – a hurt player for Flowery Branch here. And they're checking him out. He's right there at the line of scrimmage, one of the big linemen. Here the coach of Rome is saying for Logan was saying cramps. Might be. He's not holding his leg up there like a cramp, but he's, he's holding his uh, left shin. But we do have a timeout on the field, Michael. Now let's just keep it right here just for a moment, update you again. Late ball game this evening. We'll try to get back to the studio as quickly as possible by 11.05 for the final score. Again, right now, Lumpkin County on top of Dawson County, 31-23 in the fourth quarter. Six minutes ago in the ball game, it's Pickens on top of White County, 39-31. Gaines was going to, looks like the defeat, North for South is still on top of them. Johnson's going to win their fourth game of the year on top of Clarkston. Lumpkin over Dawson in the fourth, 35-16. That six-yard run That's ball. a different score we got then, okay. Well, that one just popped up. It just re recycled yeah. through. Habersham, 42-8 over Appalachia as we come back here to get back in play. Looks like they're going for two again. Six, Not be. Make it a five-point game. Six-yard run by right Barnes. Right now it's just a field goal. So was his second mm -hmm. score of the night. Now they're coming out here. Yep. Now they look like, Had okay. to close the barn door or whatever they call it. <laughs> Pew, the left footer. Kick is up, and it is good. That'll make it 25-21 with 128 left in the third. We got much more to talk about back in one minute more from Flybranch on 97.5 Glory FM. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. 
They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Pew, back to kick. So they take the lead back 25 21 with 128 left here in the third. Might get that shootout yet, man. We might. They've been trying to do it here lately, haven't they? Pew back. You got Ware and Larson back. Little squib kick down the sideline. It'll go out of bounds at the 22. They'll bring it out to the 35, first and 10. It looks like, now I don't know if it's the kickers or if or what, but it looks like they're not wanting a long return. Right. And I, Maybe, and I figured that they may have seen something on mm-hmm. film. Right. Where right. they've seen long returns. They said, yeah, I don't care if I start at 35, I don't want them breaking one out. Right. Yeah, well, which which makes the what they did at the end uh, well, an even bigger mystery. It's going to come back, it looks like. And they're going to make them again. do it again. Yeah. They go, oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Instead of that, going to make them, they're going to knock the five yards off and make you kick it again from the 35 this time. Well, they have that option. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm surprised they're doing that. But. Yep. Well, hey, if they kick it out of bounds. At yeah, the, then you get it up at the 40. But. You never know. Or maybe somebody gets it and takes off and gets in positive territory. 128 left in the third. Still got a quarter left, so we got 13 and a half minutes left of game time. <laughs> he make you get out of he might. Who knows? Kick it out of bounds on purpose would still be at the 35, right? 30. It'd be at the 40. At the 40 this time, yeah. five yards. Okay. Yeah. So Pew's ready. Signals to his, to his line saying, all right, we're fixing to go here, guys. Told me Slither right now. Good high. Going to bounce again. 20 comes down to where? Where? 25, 30. Cuts inside. 35, 40. Still on his feet. 45, 50. Across midfield, down to the 46. And what was that you that said? paid off, didn't yep. it? Jeremiah grabbed it on a second bounce down there and brought it across and got pulled down from behind. And on the other side, got positive yardage there at the Loganville 46-yard line, first and 10. Well, Joe, you said something about, well, maybe they'll break off a long return and get it in positive territory. Well, that's what they did. That's what they did. They wanted to and they did right there. How about that? So it'll be at the 47. Take care Branch, of the football. Branch, yeah, exactly. Mike says take care of the football. You've got Joss Oliver back there with Jordan Elder in the backfield. Three wideouts on the far side. It's going to be Campbell, Larson, and Ware. Hand off to Elder right up the middle of the 35. Cuts across 40, 45, or excuse me, 30, 25, 20 down to the 20, and finally brought down at the 19-yard line. Look at Jordan Elder. He got behind yeah. Pacheco, Fetterman, Magia. And Harper for a huge run that time, fellas. Charles Barkley-Smith and Austin Taylor prevented a touchdown. Now they got it on the 20 in the red zone. Jordan Elder's a senior and wanted to show out on senior night, didn't he? Got a handoff to him again. They stopped him on that one. One guy got him and body slammed him forward for about a yard or two. Who was that big man? That was 95. I think Trey Pollock at 6'1", 210. Yep. Grabbed him around the waist and took him to the turf hard. Yeah, that's a wrestling yeah. move. That looked like well, a goal well, move. You know what, though? That'd be a, that would be an illegal slam in wrestling right there. You do it <laughs> football because you're all padded up. Can't do it on the mat. Second down now. Nine yards to go. Balls inside the 20 at the 19. 33 seconds left here in the third quarter and running. Oliver with the football looking to throw. Not much pressure. Finally getting pressure. Rolls out to the near side. He was going to keep it, throw it the last second. Man, oh, Jeremiah broke open for just a second into four and then off his hands out of bounds. 
Nice play by Smith that time, Barkley Smith yeah. over there on the sidelines. He hit him just as the ball got there, so make sure that if he caught it, he was going to catch it out of bounds. And he, 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 he was breaking open, but he blanketed him the whole way. Yeah. Mike. Now, now 20 seconds. Three fifties is to go in Cleveland. 39-37. Trip Nick scores again, <laughs> misses the two-point field. Oh, he missed the two-point again. Oh, yes. my goodness gracious. Oh, heavens. If they'd have just kicked it and <laughs> been down one. Now they got to get out and hold. they got a hole pickings. That's the thing. Four wideouts on the far side, empty set. Oliver takes the snap. Man coming on him in a hurry. He's going to have to throw it. He's still got pressure coming on him. He rolls back the other way. Now he's open a little bit. He's going to get it. He's going to run down to the 15, the 10, and out of bounds. Well, Oliver is very elusive. You can say that. Let me see. I don't think he got. He's close. going to be He's really close, close down there, just see. outside the 10. That was – coaches were wanting, and I thought they might have a hold in the way he scampered. He came this way and rolled all the way around. I was wonderful. One of those big linemen might have a holding penalty. Chain they game. did not have a well, they they No, they're, they're moving it. They're moving it. They're giving him a first down. Now, right outside the 10, so they can get a first down down at the 1 or just inside the 1. 10 seconds left here in the third. Rolls out to this side. Does – Oliver, Oliver scoops inside the five, gets tackled up high down to the three. That was a design play right there. Yeah. Two, the one, that'll end the third quarter right there with the score 25-21 Loganville with the branch driving. 12 minutes of playing this ball game. We're back in one minute here on 97.5 Glory FM. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. It's been a while, Crocodile. What are you thinking about, David? I'm trying to describe how long it's been since Steel has offered a sale on some of their finest equipment. Right now, we're able to offer discounts on selected gas and battery-powered steel equipment. That's amazing, and the timing is perfect. Come by today and see our huge selection of steel products, the number one selling brand of chainsaws and full line of power tools, including blowers, trimmers, and tools. Autry's Ace Hardware on Thompson Ridge Road in Gainesville. As we get ready for the fourth quarter, Lumpkin County has beaten Dawson County. They're now known as region champs, and Johnson has beaten Clarkson 35-6. Big win for Coach Harrell. His fourth of the season can go 500 with a win next week. And uh, Wofford's winner is Johnson, Johnson. next Friday night. <laughs> it I, should I, be. Taylor the Midtown Knights. I'm telling you now, this, this game here, though, has been a tale of two halves, hasn't it? Yes, yes it, has. it in, has. in the first half. People had a hard time scoring, and in this second half, the defensive had a hard time stopping anybody. All right, so we are first and goal, or second and goal, excuse me. Ball is at the well, second and three. And, well, second and they can still. Oh, that's right. They can get a first down right inside the one. That's yeah. right. So, second and about three. Four wideouts, three on the near side. Empty set with Oliver in the backfield. Oliver takes the snap, looks, looks, got time. Now he's going to run it. It's wide open. Can he make it? Oh, he trips. That old turf monster reached up there and grabbed his toe at the five, and he fell forward to the three. Well, number 85 was there to Hunter Easley. I don't know if he made him cut or if he tripped over Easley's toe or what, but it's now the ball is inside of the three. Yep, just inside of the three. Third down now. They can get a first down just inside the one. 
Same set again. It's opposite. Three guys on the far side. Puts Larson in motion. Oliver takes the snap. Rolls to the far side. Looks, looks, got pressure. Now he's really pressured. He's got his luck scrambling. Going to the far side. He's going to throw it at the last second over everybody's head. And that'll bring up fourth down. Ooh. That was dangerous, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> at least he could had a place where he could throw it toward a receiver and get it slightly over everybody. You, had a, you had a couple of guys from Locoville coming on wanting to swap that ball down or make the tackle for the big loss. Well, what you did, though, is at least you didn't take the sack. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, but they're going to go for the six. They're not going to try to put it three because you go for three, you're still down by one. Yep. Yeah, but you got a lot of time, though. That, yeah. That's I, why yeah. I, what I don't – I would have done it the other way, but, uh, you know, that's me. All right. Well, you're, an old, you're an old kicker anyway. Empty set, four wideouts, two stop decks on top of each other. Oliver with the football. Coming on him again. He's got to throw it. He throws it in the middle. It's intercepted. No. No, almost. He drops it right there to one. He almost had an interception, so it'll go over on downs inside the five at the three. This is one of those you may wish you had back. Yeah. Well, when you had it first down right there, I wonder why you didn't at least try to run it one play. But that's just me. So it is first and ten at your own two. Falcons need a huge, huge defensive stand right here to get the ball in decent territory. Even though there's lots of time, you just need to keep from scoring, guys. They're down four, 25-21 Loganville, 11-10 here in the fourth quarter. When you got it like that, Joe, it might have been time to reach back in the old playbook and pull out your draw. Yep, exactly. All right. Hannah back there with Barnes. Four wide routes, two on either side. Ball's right in the middle of the field. Get off to Barnes. Barnes up to the five. They only got three as he bounced off a couple of linemen and got up to the five that time. Well, you're going to try to get the big guy to get you some room to operate here. Mm-hmm. So they took it over just inside of the of the three. We'll have a timeout on the field. An official's timeout as we have a Red Devil down on the field. Yeah, right uh, maybe, uh, maybe cramping. I think that's number 65. Yep, that's a cramp on that one. Is he looking out there? Get some snaps. Get some snaps. 65 is going to be Henry Simpson, I lineman. Can, I can see it on his shoulder pads. Yep. Simpson, a junior for the yeah, Red it's, Devils. It's a cramp on that young man. You can tell by the way that she's doing, working on that left leg. And looking at some scores, you still, according to this, you still got a 17-17 tie in commerce with him in Raven County. Um, That's turned into a bit of a rivalry now, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Raven County and Commerce. Yep. 35-23, Lumpkin and Dawson. That was the final score. That was the final. Okay. Yes. Shows the fourth. Okay. Uh, Pickens and White's not final yet. It's still 39-37. Three minutes to play. North Oconee with a huge win over East Hall. Wanda Barrow loses big to East Side or losing big. Gainesville um, 34-14 on North Forsyth mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the elephants put it in cruise control now. Now he's going to hop off with that with yeah, that cramping left leg, cramping maybe. Left le- mm-hmm. Cramp left leg. Union County with a big win over Athens Academy. The Spartans. Yep. Thirty-five twenty-one. It, it always helps me to walk on the cramp. Kind of walk it out. Yeah, I don't usually. know. I hope that's all it is. Is just a cramp on him. Stevens County come back and beat Oconee County seventeen to fourteen. And they got a good scare out of that. Yeah, they did. And um, 21-10, Fellowship Christian over Banks County. That's a final. But it's closer game than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, too. Jefferson with a big win over Heritage. Well, All right, second down, about seven yards to go. Hand off to Barnes. Barnes, oh, got tripped up right at the line of scrimmage. Fell forward to about the seven or eight. 
It'll bring up a third down and about five. Number 12 on that tackle, that was Tanner Re Renard. Tanner Renard. Older brother played quarterback a few years ago for the Falcons. Kind of a big third down coming up, man. Yeah. They yep. started this. I looked at the chain placement. They started this at the two. And now they've gotten to the seven. So they've got five yards in three plays. 10-21 in the fourth now. Third down. Five yards to go. Barnes beside his quarterback on the right. Four wideouts. Ball in the middle of the field. Hand off to Barnes again. Barnes fighting, fighting across the 10. They held him up at the 11. It looked he might be a tad short there, fellas. Had to get to the 12. Looked like he might be a yard short. The guy on this side saying the 12. The guy on the far side saying the 11 and a half. Gary, you're right there on it. What do you think? I, I'm at, let me, I don't see him put the ball. Where's the ball? They haven't put the ball down. Now, they're saying yeah, first down. They're saying first, first down. down. So first down, according to the white hat. So that answered that question. Yeah. The, well, you know what though. That's got the guys on the other side screaming. I'm, I'm telling you, the it's it's just a little shy of the twelve. But yeah. Maybe the front nose of the ball touching the. Well, 12. like like Mike said, ever since COVID year, they, they don't uh, they don't measure anymore if it's close as a first down. First down at the twelve now. Hannah brings them up. Four wideouts. Ball in the middle of the field. And off to a new running back. He's going to scamper across the 10. Again. Walloped right at the 12-yard line. Number Boy, he eight. Got number eight. eight and, and the guy number that's nine. laying down. Who's that? Number well, nine. It was uh, eight and nine. Cam Haynes hit him low, 